0: Great Lakes Guitar Pickups provides fantasy tones at prices of practical guitars to a low. Featuring top-notch construction, attention to detail, and a fully custom product, if you can dream it, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups can probably build it. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Are you a regular listener? Why not? David here reminding you of all the ways you can participate in the Practical Guitarist podcast. Subscribe using your chosen podcast app review us on itunes stitcher iHeartRadio, or google play find our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitarist or on twitter as at guitarist support the show merchandise is available in our threadless store at practical and donate to us via patreon available at patreon.com slash practical Reach out to us directly via email at questions at practicalguitarist.com. Let's go, Jim. Hi, David. Here we go again. Here we go again. Beginning. thanks Thanks for saying that I'm number one. Yes. And beginning of year number
1: two. Number two. So I'm not sure if it's the year number two or we've taken number two.
0: No, I well,
1: some people would say that we're having number two of the
0: mouth. <sighs> so that would be. <laughs> we put out a we put out a feeler. We said, "Hey, people, g- join in, have a discussion on the podcast." And John Bott showed up. <laughs> well, yeah, well, say, that's you right. Know. Now, that's I did. Right. I did pronounce your name correctly, right? Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Yeah, so it's it's not I like listen, um, I won't I won't I won't tell you what my my real name
0: is, but that's harder to pronounce.
1: <laughs> it's it's probably like um, when uh, Frankenstein or Igor.
0: My like uh, lovely piece of art that my mother made for me.
1: I have to awesome. show it to
0: everyone. Yeah, my SRV painting.
1: That's cool. You better phone. be you better be screen capturing this, Mister.
0: Uh, the recording is running. You should be able to see it in your upper left corner, Jim. <laughs> I have. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I hit the board before I count. I down. have
1: a phone. The, um, oh, you know what? Me, I Keep have one talk. too. Keep talking. I'm going to show a piece of fan art I got. Keep going.
0: <sighs> I got the the uh, I got the extra special iPhone XS Max, so I could have the ten or the 4K 60 frame per second camera for doing YouTube stuff. But the best part is, I have a background that features Jimi Hendrix, the man himself. Oh, awesome. So and that made my day when I, cause I, I used to have the uh, 60 cycle hum inner circle special background and I switched over to this. I'd had, I'd had the inner circle background for a long time. I so, can't, I can't, I have my own podcast now. I really can't, I can't represent 60 cycle anymore like that.
1: Now. Okay. So uh, this is from, they've got my ticket in here, 2013. And uh, my friend was sanctioned by Joe Satriani. My friend, Todd Condon, and he did this. Uh,
0: That's very stuff. cool. That's very cool. That's cool, huh? Yeah.
1: So his name is Bi, but. Yeah, his name is Todd Condon. Oh, will you stop it with the Vi is better than Satriani shit? He is. He is, though. <laughs> no, Satriani is better than Vi. Have we you know. heard Future Primitive yet? Listen, mister, all I know is Satriani is better than Vi. That's all okay. that
0: matters. All right, fine. I've you... only seen Satriani, so I
1: can't say. Yeah. I have not seen. Ah. Vi yet, I have, I've seen Satch. I saw Vi the first time in was it nineteen eighty six? And you can't say when how was, bad that show was, can you? When he was touring with, who would he have been touring with at the time? Stanley Roth. That's right. That would have been the Him and Smile tour. That was the Him and Smile tour. And Yankee Rose. I saw right down. That's exactly. I better think that that was. I think the opening I'm number
0: with the Yankee Rose.
1: So right down here in Norfolk at uh, the Scope. He came out and you know, he goes, you know, David goes, hey, dude. And then he goes, wow <laughs> you know? Yep. That was that was the street and take a look. It was awesome. <laughs> I was 21 years old, right down here in uh in Norfolk, Virginia. Just what we're about talking- you, John, where did you where did you first see your first uh crazy um Me? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh
2: I wanna say it was probably Iron Maiden uh-huh oh In Connecticut back in like the early 80s. Um, probably one of the first concerts. I was I was like high school age, maybe senior, senior, maybe, yeah. I think I was a senior in high school, junior in high school. So I, uh saw them. Didn't know much about them. My buddies knew about them, but then you know, I caught the I caught the uh the craze. Um really loved those guys. I thought that was really cool. What
1: was your first concert, David?
0: my first concert or my first like musician friendly concert
1: well go to your first concert first let's talk about our first
0: concert so i'm an upper middle class kid so i've been to a lot of concerts when i was really young um some of which i don't remember i got to see air supply but i'm too young to remember it um back when they were doing the big tour and they had the ufo thing coming down and all that stuff are Um, you all out of love are you still I lost apparently, apparently I was. And my brother is <laughs> still talking. He heard them on the radio the other day. goes, oh my God, that's that band we saw back in Evansville, like in 1988 or whatever. Or oh, I, yeah,
1: I've been to Evansville.
0: Like All right. Yeah. That's where I was born, Jim. Evansville, oh, cool. Indiana.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I the first concert that I can consciously remember is really probably going to embarrass me. But that was probably Corn, like right on the Issues tour. So that would have been like 1999. 90 I am so sorry. But the, the first concert. Okay. So after that, I think the next concert I can remember is that the one that springs. Well, I saw guns and roses. Like, no. So that would have been foreigner. I saw foreigner. The the actual, you know, real lineup of foreigner after what's his face. The singer, I forget his name is offhand. Came back from his brain cancer thing. Oh, before they became the franchise band that is Foreigner now, Um And
1: then I saw... Talking about Lou Graham.
0: Yeah, Lou Graham. Um, and then I saw Guns N' Roses. That was the next big one. And then, like, there's, like, a flurry of concerts after that. Because um, I, I had just picked up guitar when I'd seen Guns N' Roses. I'd been playing about a year. um, That was not the Guns N' Roses that everybody thinks of. I was Buckethead and, you know, that whole thing. But I went to see... um. Right after that, Dream Theater, Satriani, and um, who else was it? Uh, King's X. And the funny thing about that show, and I think I've talked about the show before, is that King's X was the best band out of that lineup, and they were opening, and they just killed it. And then Satriani comes out, and he must have been like, I don't know, he was like tired or something, but he was he was kind of sloppy, um, not what I expected from him. And then Dream Theater comes out and basically phones it in and i'm like oh, this is there
1: was a time when when was that that would have been
0: um if i saw the saturday album cover i could tell you but it was right when six degrees of inner turbulence came out oh, so yeah. it was part of that tour yeah uh, so it As would a- have been probably 2004 yeah i was gonna say three four five yeah there was a while i mean yeah of course it was a while ago now i'm yeah. dating myself here but um And I've seen, like, I've seen Eric Johnson stuff since then. Like, I've seen a lot of players. Actually, Eric Johnson's way more impressive to me than than Satriani is because Eric Johnson sings. Yeah. So, just that fact alone.
1: Yeah, for me, it was, um, I don't know who I saw first. It was uh, Johnny Cash or um, uh, Elvis. I know I saw Elvis.
4: (laughs) Johnny Cash or Elvis.
1: Well, I'm old. No shit, you just admitted it. Thank you. You're you're not even old <laughs> enough to have seen Elvis before he died.
0: I'm not even old enough to to have been alive when Elvis was alive. Let's be. That's frank. what I'm
1: saying. You to see him enough. alive? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't date. You don't predate that. No, but I still love. I love the, me some Elvis still, though. Yeah. So somewhere in the late '60s, um, uh, and I saw Pink Floyd. Uh, And um, when did this turn into like concert careers? But I, I don't know because, well, (laughs) I I think somebody probably would have assumed. I think John, I just just was running
0: my mouth and kept going. That's what it was.
1: That 1985 was when I saw my first. I saw Iron Maiden, John, when Iron Maiden um, first picked up uh, Bruce Dickinson.
0: Uh Oh, uh oh, um, uh -oh, incoming, incoming,
1: incoming.
3: There he is. Good evening,
0: hey, Dad. He's, Let me pause the recording so we can get him set up.
1: Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so Bruce Dickinson was the. Uh, we're was still the waiting
0: leader. on uh, Dan Kish. I didn't
1: mean to interrupt. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about he's, that. He's now
0: having some audio issues, so we will pause again
1: when he comes back to help him. Yes. Set up. So yeah, it was a, it was um it was a weird time because um I think it's harder now. It's not harder to go to a show, it's just so much more expensive. Oh yeah. It, so I I'll tell you a story. One of my first rock concerts, um, I'll tell you who it was at the end of the story. I go up and uh I see a guy loading gear off of a truck into the place, into the so I just you're like I'm a roadie gear, and I started helping out. You were talking about this last episode. Yeah. And I and it wound up being foreigner. So it. It's well, just one of those things that you just you just do. Jukebox Hero is about, yep. and it was it was it was uh, that time frame. What was that nineteen eighty eighty one?
0: Was that the record with Dirty White Boy on it?
1: Or no, uh, no, Dirty White Boy was on uh, Foreigner.
0: Um, yeah, I'm dating Double myself. Double
1: Vision. Yeah, like
0: game. I only have the anthology, so it has like honest, everything on it.
1: So I was a Foreigner fan from you know. Uh, women in uniform, you know that whole women song in it. Um, so that's terrible of me because it's a—it's one of those songs. Uh, no,
0: no, Texas. it's not historical context.
1: Yeah, true. And um, so anyway, I, I was always a fan. I always loved them. And uh, so when I got the chance to see see them, unfortunately, it was after. Well. Yeah, it was after everybody had left. And they, and they had pared it down to four. That's why they called that out Foreigner yeah.
0: 4. Yeah, well, and the thing was, Foreigner was really just two of them anyway. Oh, at the end of the day, all the songs were written by Lou Graham and... Yeah, guitar players. Mick name. Jones. Mick Jones. Jones. Yeah, uh, And of course, my favorite story is the Hot-Blooded is, is because his amp blew up. Yep. <laughs> it caught fire in the studio, so the song became Hot-Blooded. Um, that was one of the first guitar songs I ever learned. So yeah, Foreigner. Foreigner, surprisingly enough, for my own taste and my age, like been a huge part of
1: my thing. I've listened to a lot of Foreigner.
0: Your daddy's boy,
1: Head Knocker. Yep, Head Knocker. That's one of my favorites.
0: Everybody loves Um, that
1: song. Once you hear it, it's kinda it's it's one of those catchy songs. It's like Jukebox Hero. And then it just sticks to you like glue. Nothing they wrote well, he was in what was he in Uriah Heep or was he in uh Mick Jones? Mick Jones was in Spooky Tooth. Yeah, but he was in something else before that. Um uh, uh, possibly. Let me look. Either King
3: Crimson or Uriah Heep
0: No, he was not in King Crimson.
3: That I do. Uh, is that can you hear us now? Audio test. Hello, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, I
4: yes. can.
0: All right, fantastic. All right. Welcome, Dan Kish, to the show this evening. Yeah, uh, Thank you lo- local group. Hello, everybody.
4: Hi
3: there.
1: Oh no, that's not the Mick Jones we're talking about. Oh, Forder. Mick
0: Jones. Yeah. I put. Po- are you, you guys still I can't know. see my screen see, here? That's right? the
1: problem. You got two Mick Joneses that were were famous. Yeah, uh, Mick <laughs> Jones. Here, Mick Jones, Porter. Yeah, I got <laughs> Leslie West. Oh, yeah, Spooky Tooth. Billy Joel. Yeah, I knew he was in Spooky Tooth.
0: Yep. Yeah. Billy Joel, Bill Wyman's Rhythm Kings, Leslie West, Blackbirds, Wonder Wheel. So I thought, so the deal, the deal with Foreigner and the title of the band was because he got stuck here in the United States when he when he either quit or was fired from Spooky Tooth. Yeah. And so he met Lou Graham, and then they started the band, and then he never went home. Yep.
1: But he was a foreigner. It wasn't? Yeah, he was the foreigner. I knew that one of them was a foreigner to the rest of them in I'm really surprised that because I thought he was.
0: I think I thought he was in another band for Spooky Tooth as well, but apparently, yeah, me too. So I got to ask, uh, Mr. Kish, you, you're you sitting here with a guitar. Explain to us what this thing is. It's a guitar. I know what it is. It's a guitar. <laughs> uh, it's an ESP Ltd F400. Okay, so the F 400 I thought it was a one thousand. I don't know why. No, you've had no. that thing for a number of years. You love that thing.
5: I've had this thing since two thousand eight when it was made.
0: Yeah,
5: I will continue to have it for many, it's many, many years more depending.
0: years. Uh, so we're just we're just chilling. We're talking. We got we we've started off discussing what the first big band we see was, and uh, Jim, yours was. Let's just do a quick recap. First band
1: first band i can't remember it was long it was too long ago it was either johnny cash or or uh, elvis or somebody like that. And that
0: john yeah it was iron maiden what did i say mine was
1: the first one i can
0: remember was probably foreigner okay air supply air supply but air supply when i was like three years old <laughs> all three okay and he's all
3: out of love
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
5: mine was sabbath
1: Oh yeah, see, see, this is why he's a metal
0: oh. fan, right there. he's the first band. I mean, it don't get better than that.
1: I and, had never heard of Sabbath until I was an adult.
0: Oh no, see, we, we uh, him him and I both like. I was into Sabbath pro- probably. I want to say like, I started listening to Sabbath maybe my freshman year of high school, and I know that like. Generations older enough, they weren't like aware of Sabbath until their 20s in some cases. So, but yeah, so we we're all we're all sitting here. There's guitars behind all of this. Uh, Jim's got his PRSs and his SG and some Ibanez thing, Spiderweb on it. uh John <laughs> has an Epiphone Les Paul 60 thing, the the real expensive one <laughs> that we we were talking about earlier. And we determined he's also got a PRS uh, CE in the background so him and jim are ce buddies and then there's a fender strap back there uh i have i have and i got two guitars and we're going to talk about the one famous one i have my this is my blue s500 from you know over here and then on the floor next to me because i don't give a fuck about this thing is red unicorn so, dude i gotta
1: tell you right now that is a nice guitar it's a beautiful looking guitar, and you
0: can probably even see the three D like quality of the flame, yep, through the webcam. Um, the back, you know, doesn't look yeah. terrible, no. Um, but you can see like you can probably see imperfections in the edge. Oh yeah, of course. and then the the best part is I never did like U2. The screws aren't screwed in straight; they're like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the uh, the headstock's cool. That's what I want. I always like to show off. Look how purloid that is.
1: That is, they did do a great job with the headstock. It's a gorgeous headstock, man.
0: And look, look, it looks kind of like an open book. It doesn't curve and have silly stuff on it. It has no place on a Gibson style guitar. Wait a minute, but that
2: that, that does have kind of a hump like an Epiphone, doesn't
1: it? Where? In In the the headstock. Yeah, it does does not look like an Epiphone headstock, though. (laughs) Yeah, it does even my let's get that head let's get that epiphone out and compare oh you fuckers i it's hate not, you all it does have it. a
3: dimple you fuckers
1: <laughs> it is it's and a fucking it's a fucking, it's a fucking epiphone
0: without the dimple it is you know actually it's actually slimmer than an epiphone so the epiphone has wings on it yeah see it goes they in. actually glue wings they, this has no wings it's almost straight it's not but it's almost straight well gibson glues wings yeah, I know, but that but the point is that, like, that it's the straight versus that big, narrow curve. That's actually what I hate about the Epiphone headstock. It's not the top. It's the fact that it has that giant side curve that just looks cheap.
1: I, you know what? I've been more and more I, as I've been what looking at Epiphone. My oh, wait, wait. No, John, come back. Come back. Oh, yeah. Put John in the middle there. Let's see. Let's see, John. Uh... Well, you have to do that. I don't have any control over where the camera
0: is positioned. Well, you do on your camera. I think it goes who to who's talking. <laughs> Yeah, well, though, so, it, it, uh, Kish, if you look in the corner, there's a place where it's a speaker view. You can also toggle that for gallery view, and you can see everybody equally at all times. Oh, you're seeing everybody oh, equally? Oh, yeah, I'm oh, doing that, everybody. Hey, hey like there the we moves. are. <laughs> I got, like, the Brady Bunch view on. Everybody
1: Everybody like my uh, my Pokemon shirt?
0: So, Kish, you played this guitar with stock pickups. You're yeah, the only one awful. other than me. You're the only one other than me that's played this guitar with stock pickups. All right. So when next time, you, next time you come out, you get to play it with the new pickups. And they're uh, Nick Bonger's custom Great Lakes car pickups. He is not here with us this evening, so I feel like I owe it to him to at least prop up his product a little bit. So. John, John has
1: decided we're SGing. I,
0: I have one in the bedroom. <laughs> no, actually, mine's not here. left <laughs> eh, out. You're not missing much. No, I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> wow (laughs) you don't like sgs do you oh i just just want to
2: tell you a little story about this sg this sg right here was the very first guitar i ever owned
0: and that's got blocks so that's old
2: yeah it's uh, i bought it uh, i my dad bought it for me when i was middle school we Mm -hmm. bought it used at a local guitar store came with these pickups in it they're not the original pickups that looks
0: like a super distortion in the neck
2: i'm not sure what they are i think one of them's a seymour duncan Um, but, you know, the guitar is all original. It, you'll notice that Beautiful. it has a block on the first fret.
4: <laughs> that so means
2: it's a custom, or it started like. a I think it might have been, yeah. It's, it was like, you know, the remnants of some kind of custom yeah. SG back in the day. Um, I haven't been able to, like, date it perfectly, but I think it's somewhere between, like, 72, 74,
0: something like that. that yep. uh, sounds about right, because I'm looking at the uh, the way that the cutaways are on it. And the yeah. route and the route and that looks like a like a mid seventies, late seventies. Yeah. You yeah. also
2: notice that the pick guard doesn't go between, you know, here in the same way that right. I think claims does. You know, it's a little different there. Yeah, yeah. And that's because the the modern neck tenon. The neck, right. Yeah, the neck joint's a little different. But the guitar is in really good shape. I mean, there's some dinks in it and stuff like that that I put on it when I was a kid. Um, but I've kept it ever since and it's just it's got a lot of sentimental value. All except for the fact that when I was, when I was a kid, I put a freaking dip switch in it so that I could split coil, and I, I can shoot myself today because of that. But maybe someday you know I'll have that taken out and have it refinished or something. But
1: just take start. it out and shoot it. No, uh, you know what I would do? I, I would put I would leave it, and then I would put a a, a kill switch in there, a la bucket head uh, Yeah, that's I a good idea. Really that's like a really that good idea.
3: idea.
1: It'd be yeah. hard
2: as
0: hell to hit it, but it'd be fun. <laughs> Well no, you put yeah, it you yeah. put it as a monetary switch, so it's just in
1: between yeah. and you stick your finger together and go like this. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. That's cool. That's that's what uh uh Buckethead does. Monetary moment. He's got that moment. Oh, I'd like to have a cash switch. Well a monetary switch would yeah. be nice. Every time you push it, yeah, cash comes, comes out. out. Well, isn't that what happens when you play out, Jim? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. The money goes out of your guitar every time you play out. No, my the money goes into my guitar. I have to pay every time I pick it up. So this bad boy, this was the, this was the end of the year of no gear. Look at that guitar though. I mean, I that like a, that
5: color a lot,
1: right? It's, it's a the Pelham blue. Sweet SG. And that neck, this neck, man, up close, you got to see, it's just got the most incredible grain through the neck.
0: Are you, um, are you storing that in the, in the, uh, window open sunlight? So it'll turn green.
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause I would be, no, Cause I'm I saw what
1: happened to I saw what happened to uh, the one that uh, that Ryan has. I don't. Oh, want Ryan's it. is a refin though. I know, but it's I still don't want that color.
0: Yeah, I would totally. I, to, I, would, I, I, would to, I would. be like, let's go. Like, let's I have to eat.
1: grab my superhero guitar, which is what all the humbuckers are going to go into oh. for uh, for the year of. Um, uh, of- Jim it's likes coffee. this thing. I'm sure it plays great, but
0: it is not my cup of tea. This it's is fugly. No, I don't. I wouldn't say that. That that uh, flying V two. That's fugly.
3: <laughs> and he, he wants one of those. He's got nostalgia for that thing.
1: So I bought this. My er, my headphones on here. I bought this for my kid, my son, um, one of the twins. Let me take that out. And it's etched really deep.
0: That is really deep. <laughs> yeah, you can tell by looking at it, it's yeah. ridiculous
1: it's ridiculous deep and it weighs nothing guys i mean it it's weighs weight enough. yeah because it's weight relieved yeah yeah that's weight relief right there
5: and uh, i don't think i've ever played a back heavy guitar
1: yeah no. it's kind of i
2: was what, expecting something a lot different than that when you guys described it on the podcast we, that well, was kind of cool <laughs> since, we're about,
0: since we're talking about this and the, and the subject of heavy guitars came up i played an rg whatever the cheapest one is now um that you can get at guitar center i believe it's like 400 bucks not rga a regular rg and it's it's an ash body but that motherfucker is the heaviest guitar i've ever seen oh it is like so i have it i have an ash strat right i have an ash s 500 and it's it's heavy i mean it's less paul heavy but that thing was like two less pauls it was ridiculous because the body's like this thick and it's—I mean—it's almost all ash. There's just a thin veneer on top. And I was—I—I I literally picked it up and put it right back on the rack. I was like, "Well, nope, not doing that." Well, <laughs> I don't, like I don't like need like to call pounds? my chiropractor to keep playing this, <laughs> huh? What was it like? Fifteen pounds? Oh, it had to be easily. I, it was like fourteen or fifteen pounds. There, the, easily. I—I I do. I—I I, you know I say this is the heaviest guitar I've ever played, but it's probably not true because I played a Jim Root uh, Jazzmaster Telecaster. And, well, no, the Jazzmaster one. Oh, they not yeah, yeah. Jazzmaster. yeah, they did. And they did. I saw it at CME. I picked it up off the rack, and I literally went, oh, my God. It had to be 20 pounds. It was insane. Did it come with a back brace? It should have. <laughs> and and know, the fu- the funny part about it was, so I was there, and I, on the, the rack next to it were some used uh, CF Martin electrics, which were mahogany-bodied, like, super thick. They were and, – and I remember that from when I was a kid when I played one they're like 16 pounds. And I was like, oh, I'd most definitely rather have that. (laughs) You know, it's like no no questions asked.
1: Well, you know, um, uh, you're talking about that. uh, And this is the the heaviest guitar I ever played was, was it Dan Armstrong that makes the... uh, The Lucite. The Lucite guitars. Now that is like putting a bag of iron around your neck. Let's find out how much those actually weigh. Yeah, look that up. Oh, apparently... That can't
0: be true. 9.57 nine pounds on no average. Way. I, no way. It's what the, the Dan Armstrong Registry FAQ says. But now let's be fair. The Dan Armstrong Registry FAQ is, is probably no run by people who are trying to sell them. <laughs> 9.57 pounds. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I that's heard what it. they're saying. Oh, that's bullshit. Let me see if I can find that RG weight.
5: Yeah, the heaviest one I played was the Millennium Special BC Rich Bitch I had. Oh yeah, those were pretty
4: oh, ridiculous.
5: That was a lot of body.
4: Who is
0: oh Nick is Oh, he's a, he's in a concert tonight, folks. So Nick Nick Bongers could not join us. Oh, buy his pickups. Buy them. It's good for him. Them. I've
5: been talking to him about some pickups for my seventh string. Really? Is yep. he is he uh will he do
0: the seven string pickups? Yeah. I figured he would. That's that sounds fun too. I'd like to if we do that. I'd like to get some clips before and after. Oh uh, uh, well,
5: I'm gonna if have you can. It. I don't.
0: I'm not making you
5: do it. No, that's fine because I'm gonna be recording just direct DI for all my guitars and pickups. As this oh, setup. that's awesome. Anyway,
0: so we have this string challenge, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you've all heard about it. Um, it's gonna happen. We have the files. We just need yeah. to figure out how to use them.
1: Yeah. We got to make it look look normal, like like you actually want to listen to it. Because to give you 15 minutes of, here's, you know, guitar A with string C, you know, and ting, 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 that's the clean, ting, 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 there's the dirty, there's the bridge, there's the neck. Um, it's going to be ridiculous long. And I think that what I'll probably do is I'll just give, like, here's the cleans and uh because dirties are going to sound the same no matter what no (laughs) yeah Mm. you know that's the thing that so let's let's talk about let's get let's get into um let's get into some of the stuff that we talked about a million times first let's talk about the the elephant in the room gibson who gives a shit no one and the thing is yeah and and that's just (laughs) it You know, I can see the headlines now. Somebody farted in Gibson. I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta so see that." <laughs> yeah, dude. Every- like, honestly, I saw,
0: I saw a thing the other day that said, "Factory worker brushes teeth at Gibson."
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was on Time magazine. <laughs> I'm literally gonna do. I'm literally gonna do. Um, I've been, uh, My son's working on a special effect, so I got that. Oh yeah, story, and then I'm gonna say Gibson you know, live at the factory. And then you're going to hear a, a poop plop into the toilet. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's, it's like, who cares? I mean, it's like, okay. We, we realize, okay. There are certain things that people have had for an expectation. If, all right, John, you have a Gibson Les Paul. Well, and you have a Gibson um, uh, SG. What were your expectations? Were your expectations met? And would you buy another one?
3: Um.
2: I actually have a Les Paul and I bought it in 2015 new. Um, I like the quality of it. I haven't had any problems with it. Um, you know, compare that to the SG that's, you know, umpteen years old. Um quality's still good on that one. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it depends, right? Depends on what batch you got, what model you got, what you're looking to do with it. Right. Um, I think it's one of those things where, you have some good runs. You have some bad runs, right? Um, you know, I think it's it's probably like that with many manufacturers, not just Gibson. I mean, although Gibson does seem to be doing some weird crap lately with with different things. <laughs> Take 2015, uh, the year I bought my Les Paul, and they put the friggin' electronic tuner on it, right? And they put the weird with the weird nut on it um i thought it was kind of cool i figured i'd check it out you know i haven't had any problems with it i have heard of people having problems with it um i like the guitar i like the way it feels i like the way it looks i like the way it sounds lots of options but again i think it goes back to you know i think there's good runs i think there's bad runs
3: and you know it's a crapshoot. yeah i i
0: can definitely second that um i think Gibson has made a lot of really poor design decisions over the last few years. And I've said that on the show a number of times. I think Gibson, if they really want to rescue themselves, needs to part with a lot of the other brands that they have. I think they probably need to focus on what they do best, which is, you know, going back to basics. Stop trying to introduce custom shop models until you've got an even footing in the playing field and make basically what people want to buy, which is Les Paul's SG. 335s and maybe a V or an Explorer every other year, maybe, That's right. a, and maybe a Firebird. And they, they don't
2: limit, even- they limit the models of those, too. I mean, right. look at all the different Les Pauls, like the HP, the traditional, the standard, the classic. But then you got the ones, and I don't know, I might offend people with this, but you got the ones with all chrome all over, it, including the rings around the pickups, the uh, the and S- on the
0: freaking headstock where the friggin' truss rod is it's like some don't guitars don't need to be up pick, or pick guardless As right they're one of them those things are fugly i would not touch one with someone else's johnson frankly <laughs> um weeder yeah dick <laughs> they are harry
1: weeder isn't that a guy wasn't that a guy in uh, new york kept losing the, the elections i
0: so i used there. to Very work fair? with a man, i used to work with a man <laughs> whose name was harry peters dick weeder <laughs> Wow. Harry his name was actually Harry Peters.
1: Uh yeah.
0: <laughs> that was his given name.
1: So um Dan what do you what's your uh, take on it?
5: On Gibson? Yeah. On <laughs> Gibson. Uh never been a fan. So <laughs> I really don't care, but the way I see to me what's kind of stopped them is what John was saying them having way too many models for the same goddamn guitar. And then an SG is an SG, is an SG. Yeah.
3: Exactly. And then,
5: uh, I don't know. It doesn't if, really, to me, because I, I mean, maybe I'm off because I don't really follow Gibson, but it doesn't seem like they've done a whole lot over the past 25 years that's really been innovative. Exciting. So
0: oh. I feel like the single biggest thing so Gibson had this big resurgence in the late 90s. There were all these people who were in hard rock bands who were playing like Les Pauls. And I can remember even, like, the, the flat-top Les Pauls. I forget what their Les Paul special, two humbucker, flat-top thing.
1: Yeah, they faded special, it. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, stuff. right,
0: right. But but the point is that they didn't capitalize on that. So if you got hard rock acts playing those and metal guys playing those, like, new metal acts playing those, you know what they should have done? They should have done a
1: bunch of those fucking guitars with
0: EMGs. Well,
1: yeah. You know, all right, so. <laughs> it, going to, exactly. Go into what, um, there's EMGs in that uh, the RG. Mm-hmm. Um, going to uh to that and what you said earlier, really, you don't need to put out a flying v every year I, no. they can't have that many sales
0: Well, and the thing Who is, is they, they they sit we already see that now. you That's can right. still buy twenty sixteens and twenty seventeens and it's not just because they aren't selling it's because every manufacturer makes a million guitars a year now i heard right. I heard from a reputable source that Schechter has to sell something like 2,000 guitars a month, sector of all companies, 2,000 guitars
1: a month to afford the factory they're in. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and well, that, that goes to what I'm saying. So every year only put out a Flying V, then the next year put out the Explorer, then the next year put out the, um, uh, what's the other one, the Firebird. Yeah. And then, and then on an off year put out something like a Double Cut um, Les Paul. But don't don't give us fourteen Les Pauls. We only need really three, maybe four. You need yeah, the traditional. We'll
0: talk about that,
1: right? We need the traditional. It's got to be there. But now they got traditional into classic. Come on, drop one of those and just call it the Les Paul. And then and then you have a budget Les Paul, the studio, and then you have the the and stop calling the 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 top of the line the standard. It's not standard. It's just not. We talked about that before. Look at other guitar manufacturers and their lines. They don't run that deep. I mean, look at
2: well look at Fender and look at how many models of Fender. How
1: many how many Stratocasters you
2: got? like Strats or Tellys, right?
4: Yeah,
2: or Jaguars or you know whatever.
1: Um, right. Same kind of thing. It's like they it, at least they seem to limit it a little bit. It, well. On the Strat, or I mean, on the Tele side, you've got, or the Stratocaster side. Here's the problem I've got with the Stratocaster side. So we started the budget Strat, right? Which, let's not include the Squire line. That's not fair. We're not including Epiphones. Let's yeah. Let's not include the Squires. So we start with, there's the, the um, Mexican, uh, now it's not called the Standard anymore. It's called the Player or something Runner.
0: No, that's because the Player series includes guitars from all over the fucking
1: place. That's the pro- And there you go. It's diluted, yeah, you don't know if you' modern player do so we we've touched on this, but do we
0: really know we, do we really need to know where it's from? No, no, we just need to know if it's good right that's I mean and that's why I'm okay with what Fender's done. I'm not thrilled by it right. because I think it's a back step from how they used to do it, which is to be very transparent.
1: Dan is shaking his head, no he's a, I think he's absolutely right, <laughs>
5: I don't think it really. I mean I think we should be able to know where they come from but it to me it doesn't matter where it
0: it, comes it from. doesn't really matter but I'm just saying like they were being so if you work for a company where the CEO is sharing with all of its employees the salary he makes right and then suddenly he's like you know what we're not going to do this anymore and and I'm getting a raise you know like that that's just mind-boggling to me is like okay so you went from being transparent to now saying okay now now we're going to pull back the curtain and not show you now, granted, we can still tell from the serial numbers where they're coming from, right? and it's a big enough company that somebody's going to squawk anyway. So, right. not a big deal, but it's just yeah. one of those things where it's like, I, I just feel like it could be handled differently. Well, come yeah,
5: on. All, all I'm saying is, I don't think it really needs to be on the guitar as to where it's from. If you know it's in the serial number, cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think having mine say, yeah, it doesn't. I yeah. don't care if made, it says yeah. made
0: in wherever, it could say made in five different countries by by slave labor. I mean, I might not wear it by I that. I probably wouldn't want to say a slave labor, i I'll draw the line to say labor. Made in, You know, Mordor paid for by oh, oh, Mordor. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Mordor, <that> yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go, that's rocking. Uh, yeah, Forged I, I in I, the I, fires I, of Mount Doom. <laughs> I mean, come on, if you open up the guitar you're going to find parts that were made everywhere. So, it doesn't matter, it doesn't make a difference.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that's the truth of it. Like your pots are coming from China or or, or maybe Germany if you're lucky now and like
1: Taiwan maybe.
0: Yeah, and the, all your other electronics, are, I mean, Gibson's, your electronics all come from China. That 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 circuit board that comes inside new Gibsons now is China. That's why they started doing it. Cuz the circuit boards are easier to test out and they can make it on a big a big uh, machine that basically like plants all the components and then just solders them all at once. And yeah, can make they buy it- 10,000 boards yeah. at a time. Yep. Exactly. Um, in fact, I know somebody who runs a company that builds the testing equipment for those. So it's just the, you know, that's just the way they do it. And that's fine. Like nobody's complaining that Gibson's boards are poor quality. They're complaining that, Hey, I have to have quick connect connectors in order to plug in my, my four wire humbucker from Seymour
1: Duncan, which is kind of shit. You know what? You know what? All right. I'm going to I'm going to go back to that and say you're right about that one. But Seymour Duncan could also put together a, a little thing for that. They know that they're selling to to Gibson um, owners. But but why should they?
0: So here's my question for you, Jim. Why should they have to install this connector, which I'm holding my hand right now? Why should they have to install that connector when this is the only company that does it?
1: Why should um, every company that wants to make something for Apple make Apple connectors?
0: Again, they have a product ecosystem that dominates a market. Just saying. They, they are, they are the – so in, in, the ca- in the case of what you're saying, you're making an assumption that Apple is like Gibson in this respect that they sell less than one half of the guitars in the market, which – Oh, on- no. okay. Now Samsung has gone to that damn USB C. Right. I mean, and it's, every it's, Android company has is, is starting to make that change too. Starting to. Even Nintendo. Well, and so that's a convoluted that really isn't a perfect example either because th- a lot of those hardware specifications are specified by Google. Even they kind of work with the manufacturer and say, Look, we wanna make we want to see a marked shift towards this kind of technology because there's there are advantages of the connector. So
1: all I all I'm saying is And Nintendo that, as well, yeah. There are companies that, if they want to make, if they want to make um, third-party manufactured stuff for that device, whether it's Nintendo, whether it's Apple, whether it's your, couch, they, they make or a Honda, or Ford, they make a device that's made for that. And Seymour Duncan is not making those humbuckers uh, for everybody. Anybody could clip it off, but to put it on. Take it apart. But see, the only thing I don't like about
0: the board, and it really has nothing to do with the, the quick connectors, I don't like the fact that the pots are soldered to this board, and they are very specific pots. So if a pot goes bad, throw out your whole control board because you're going to have to probably replace it with a Gibson-specific part since it's a like an odd size. It's, it's kind of funky that way. And so that I kind of get. I just, so I ripped this out of mine because I was redoing the wiring anyway. You can't make wiring modifications to these because it's printed circuit board. I mean, you can, but it's not. So you'd have to cut traces and it would just be pointless. So You're right.
1: You're right. But here's, here's where it gets back to the, the uh, purchaser and all the bitching is this. If, if you're replacing pot, you're probably replacing pots.
0: You yeah, unless one goes them. bad. I've had them go bad,
1: Jim. I I know that, but I'm talking about the the average user who goes in there and says, you know what, I'm gonna go get going get pots for my guitar. They're they're buying more than one. They're buying all of them. Maybe they're replacing Maybe. the whole set.
0: Maybe I would
5: think they would be too. I mean, I the only time I've never replaced all of them in one shot
0: is when I was a kid in the well. We're, yeah, right. but we're making we're also making an assumption that we're talking about gearhead people here. So like, if the average yeah. buyer of a Gibson guitar is a blues doctor or a blues lawyer, rock doctor, blues lawyer, whatever the hell that that terminology is, and they, they buy this guitar and then a pot goes bad, they're going to take it to their to their Gibson dealer or somebody who works on guitars and just tell them to replace the one pot. Now, they might upsell and say, hey, it's better just replace them all or you got this control board and I'm going to have to replace them all anyway, you know, kind of deal. Um, and maybe Gibson's banking on that. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the model here is that like, okay? so we know they're going to switch away from the Gibson branded part, but we've got stock in those other companies.
1: Right. So let's let's take this outside of Gibson then, and outside of Fender. Outside of Gibson and Fender. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I don't even know if we should allow PRS into this discussion. Who's your favorite guitar uh, company and why? Outside
0: Uh, of the big two. You start, Jim. You you brought up the question.
1: Well, I'm a PRS guy, but that's beside the point. I'm yeah, gonna have to go. Yeah, I'm gonna You're have gonna to, to of that. That's right. I mean, <laughs> but um, uh, if if we're gonna go outside of the biggies uh, and honestly uh, uh, get out out there, I, I would have to say it would either be uh, Schechter or Ibanez. Um, it would be a tough. It would be tough for me to choose between those two.
0: In in so, actually, I am want to leave mine for the end because I think it's going to surprise some people. But so, John, what? what do you no, it isn't. It's
1: going to be GNL. Shut up. No. Yeah,
0: it sure is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there.
5: Oh, uh, we didn't see that coming. <laughs>
4: it's not done
3: yet. You guys don't really know yet.
5: Um, mine's got to be my LTD. I mean, that's. I've everyone I've played, I've loved. I can't say that about really any other guitar. I mean, there's Fenders I didn't like. Yeah, I
0: think I we've all had that experience too, where it's like you played some dog shit versions of X, you know?
5: Right. You know, but this, you know, he, were, these were always weird. That I've never played one I didn't feel comfortable playing.
0: I know. a I know another guy that actually had one of those, and he, I think he still has it. And he had the cheapy, like the the 100 version. And he, oh, the one you can buy the fitted case for? Probably. <laughs> and he, ke- he kept his for years. I think he still has it. And like he's got other guitars now. Yeah. He had to retire it from the road because he was getting the hell beat out of it.
1: You know, ESP is one of those few companies. I saw um, a thing where their rep was doing at Alamo Music or one of those things. And he said, what's the difference between an um, LTD and an ESP? And they said, frankly, it's, uh, it's pretty much where it's built.
3: Yeah, There's
1: not 200
3: dollars
1: Yeah, and obviously yeah. the money, but uh, they, they gave some specs, but not really as much as you'd think. There were very, very minor differences between the two.
0: On the really, I, I would say it's probably true of their higher end lines, but the middle, yeah. like the low, real low end stuff is not. It's not. Oh, exactly. no,
1: no. I'm not talking about the 100 or whatever. Yeah.
0: I've wanted a Viper from them for a long time, but everyone I've played is yeah. really heavy. So. Yeah.
5: The vipers are cool, but there's only one that I've ever found I want, and I can never find it in the finish I
0: want. What the one traditional? No, it's a tobacco burst. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, so I'm after the traditional with the binding and all that. I think it's a really cool guitar. uh so John, what are you, what's your what's your? Uh, if
2: PRS is on the table, am I on mute? No, I'm not. On yeah, mute. No, you're if not. PRS is on the table. I've been gravitating more towards PRSs. I just I just keep picking them up and everyone i pick up it's just got a good feel to it i mean i picked up a picked up a ce in a in a local uh uh guitar center a few months ago and i was just like wow this is just as good as my ce 24 you know i the that guy I was really, it played really well um yeah it was it's it's a nice guitar um i really like it um i've played a few you know i haven't paid, played a lot of other brands extensively you know, I pick up, I'll go to local stores and I'll pick up some Ibanez or I'll, I'll pick up some, um, you know, uh, some other brands and stuff like that. I like the Ibanez models, you know, some of the, I actually, I visited um, Chicago Music Exchange. Out in, I think it's out in your area Dave. Yes, right? I've been uh, there many a time. A few years ago and and went in the back and was looking at like all the 335 model guitars. And there were some seriously old Epiphone Guitars back there. I picked yeah. them up and I was blown away. Well, still,
0: But that's, that's probably still when they were actually Epiphone. Before right.
2: right. Yeah, those
0: were just... It yeah, was like... like wow. Old casinos and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly it. A casino. I picked up a casino. is just like, this is butter. Was, yeah, they got some nice ones. And they, and they have always have nice examples there. And they're not horrendously expensive. Yeah.
1: You, know what I, you know what I'd like to see PRS do? Make a single coil CE. Take...
0: It, it, because jim has selfish needs right now and he well needs
1: but, yeah close. but no but bridge they do it's Are called the silver sky yeah i know <laughs> I, i'm just saying no don't yeah, exactly I, I guess that that just shut up jim because that is <laughs> <laughs> but then it's not a john Mayer model and then it's a i think that i think it, it, down the road they're gonna have to bridge the ce and the silver sky they're gonna to have to put something out that's not got John Mayer's um, name. I, I don't know. I, mean, I could be wrong. I wanted to I wanted to ask Paul that question. I, do they do
2: any do they do any like uh I haven't really looked real deep into this, but do they do like um you know, like an SSH or anything like that now? I think there's some of the like the more expensive models that they do that in, but not not on like an S E or a CE line. So that's right, that's kind of what you're talking about, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to see them bring that down into the sub um uh, sub $2000 category. Yeah. You know, a, a, so a CE, what did you pay for your CE?
2: I think it was
3: like 1899,
1: 1799, yeah. something like so that. So we paid the same, yeah. So if if you're looking at a at a guitar that's just under $2000, they can put together they don't have to do a lot of difference. Uh, in in what they've got to get us a single coil, uh, the thing that that Paul has been trying to do. Oh, but wait! Don't don't forget you've got the coil, the right. coil split.
2: You know, on some of the models. I, I, on the CE, there is a coil yeah, split on so tap. You
1: can get some of that. Yeah, that's, that's getting away right now. And Paul is probably one of the closest to getting the, the coils where when you when you tap it, it doesn't lose all the volume you know what i mean yeah he's so particular about that stuff it's just i love listening to him talk he's just so passionate he is he is he's he's a rocket scientist almost literally in a guitar world cool band name
0: blues rocket scientists yeah <laughs> and, and it's a real band by the way quick <laughs> go buy the
1: the web domain
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the real band they already own it no. oh.
1: all right david so it's g and
0: no, it's not actually. So if I if if you put a gun to my head right now and you said buy one guitar, um, it would be Ibanez, and I'll, I'll tell you why it's not. So look, if you said this, if you asked this question two years ago, I would have said g and That was right after I got my S five hundred, um, and I was already kind of on the prowl for another one. Um, mm-hmm. they still make they still make tremendous instruments. They've had some price increases, which makes them a little bit less of a uh, you know big thing. Um. I feel like I still get shit for playing GNL. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay? I do still get shit for playing GNL. Um whether whether it no, is or not. give you shit? But you shouldn't get, get shit for it because so, it's a good guitar. The no, they are they are good. But but that's not why. No, it's not that. I get shit from other people who are like, "Oh, I like I fucking hate the headstock.
1: Grow oh, up. Come on, it's got, So, yeah. Grow up. It's not an f phone yeah. It's a- <laughs> That's what I <I'll> saying. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> so come on um no but but in reality the reason why i see ibanez is because ibanez right now the stuff they're putting out they have something for everybody you want you want a fender style guitar get a tallman you want a super strat get an rg you want the greatest like you know modern strat you can get go get um go get the az line or get uh the andy timmons model i mean they they offer guitars for literally everyone and, I, and and now that they've gotten away from every guitar having to have that stupid fuck wizard neck, it totally makes sense to me. And, that, and that's been my big hurdle with them all along. When they started to do the AZ with the bigger, fatter necks and, and uh, even the Tallmans. My buddy's got a Tallman. He's got the Telecaster version, um, which is uh, it's like butterscotch color and all that stuff. It's a really good guitar for the money, man. And I think he paid like 400 bucks for it. And it's, I, it just sounds great. I have nothing to complain about when I've picked it up. Um, so for, for my needs, if you were going to like, if you were to have, if I had to sell all my guitars and then go buy new, I would probably just go buy a pair of AZs and I get Prestiges. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't mess around with that, but, um, I just think like, so if you're going to go to sir, for example, um, you're going to pay twice what you pay for an AZ. And frankly, I've talked to sir owners. I talked to one the other day and he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, I should have just bought an AZ. So. Yeah, you know, he's like I I overspent by about a 1000 bucks.
1: You know, yeah, I, I so the sure the sewers have their place. It's like the Andersons. You don't you don't hear as much about the Anderson, Tom Anderson, right? Um as you used to. It, it, you know, that that was they were bigger, um, but they were huge in the country scene. You know what I mean? Country western musicians. Um I'd see guys like the guys from uh, uh, who was the one that had a maze, Lone Star, and uh, groups like that? They were playing Tom Anderson's. But when you look, who does Fender better than Fender, really? I mean, honestly. No one. I mean, t- tr- oh, truth
0: yeah. be told, I don't say even GNL is better than Fender. I think oh. it's an alternative. I think it's a more modern alternative. They fixed yep. some of the problems that I've had on the Fenders that I've owned. So I can't complain. But, yeah, but I, that's, that's really Fender doing Fender. I mean, I'm not right. You know. That's, that's so, I mean, it's just a reimagining and, and a, like a, I would like to say like five years down the road kind of Fender is what it is. Um, I've been thinking, so I've got that new one coming in and I was thinking like, what do I do at the end of this whole thing? Um, I kind of want to raffle it off, but if we don't raffle it off, like I want to route underneath the bridge so I can use it like a you know, crazy, uh, uh Floyd Rose.
1: Yeah. See that's what I was thinking about with the one that um strat one that I do. Yeah,
0: so I'm it's, gonna I am definitely gonna get a Floyd Rose guitar probably around your best. That's that's the goal.
1: So yeah. David David and I were talking about um the uh I'm trying to get Robert Jackson to join us by the way. Um he's gonna join us uh, on here. Oh awesome. Um, so, I'll look for
3: him. Uh, the meeting meeting number is built in um so uh,
1: we were talking about the fact um that uh the in the um the the floyd rose uh he's he's he was dead set against getting a floyd rose
0: yeah um, i have i have because well kish have played either, one floyd guitar. yeah
1: have either of you guys ever had or played a floyd rose
0: Yes, I had one for about a month. Yeah, you didn't like and I remember you saying that because it was just a pain in the ass to change strings and all that. And I'm looking at getting another one. You're in the same boat as me. <laughs> there are certain things, and this is where I'm, I'm looking at Floyd's, Jim, because I figured that's where this conversation is going. There are certain things that you can only do with a Floyd Rose. Will it be my primary guitar? That really depends on where my style goes, but more than likely it will not be. It will just be a you know for the song where I need a Floyd.
5: I may not even use it more than a few dive bombs and a couple of tracks.
0: Well, then just get a get a, a whammy pedal. Uh, no, it's not the same. No, you're right. It Come is. on, it, re- it really isn't.
5: <laughs> it is, and a, I can do some stupid, you know, Herman Lee, Dragon Force, crazy. Are, are you getting to the lead stuff yet? Where you can do that stuff yet? Uh, I've gotten to a point where I can't. I don't have anything that has a trim. So okay, I haven't so seen in a, a while. To, yeah. Well, I, I had
0: an S series just
1: like Herman Lee. Uh what yeah. I'm
5: looking at getting is not an Ivan S, but it's very simple Yeah.
1: Well, John is sitting here with his CE. I can tell you right now that you can get a you can get a good I, I never knocked it out of tune. As many times as I've used it, I've never knocked it out of tune when I used the uh the WAMI bar on mine.
0: On your C E or the yep. Okay. Obviously. So I'll, I'm actually thinking when I go to gear fest, it will be a shootout between an Ibanez and I, I, I really, really want, um, Steve Vai model. What's the hell's the name of that thing again? The Evo. Uh, thank you, wife. Uh, I really want to get the Steve. That's, that's my wife dedication here. She knows what the Steve Vai model's name is. This is amazing. Um, the Evo and, uh, I never remember it. It's going to come down between like an Evo and like the PRS with a Floyd. That's the, uh, SE and yeah. I, Pat had to talk some sense into me. Cause I was like, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to buy an SE with a Floyd. Cause it's like, it's like an $1,100 Indonesian guitar, but it's a German Floyd, you know, you're paying for the bridge.
3: <laughs> so. yeah. Hey, so what do you guys think of Duesenberg's?
1: I've never played one. I played one. Actually, I played several. So in upstate New York, my area, they were really popular. Watch for Robert uh, to join there, David. Uh, I see him. He should be coming any minute. Um, And uh, the... the, um,
3: Okay. Duesenberg's had a very particular feel. And look. There he is. Hey, Robert. Good evening.
1: Up, oh, we can't hear you yet. Yeah, we haven't got the no audio yet.
3: There we go. There he Cool.
1: So we're we're talking, Robert, um, about right now. You ever played a Duesenberg? You had to have.
6: Uh, I, I've got my hands on on one or two over the years. They're, I mean, you don't. That's not a guitar that you run across very often, of course. But uh, yeah, I've got my hands on a couple over the years. What did you think? I. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, they, um, what is that? I can't remember what they've got a flying V model that I always thought was cool. Uh, that's not the one that I played. I think I played a, it was a semi hollow body or I don't follow the brand very much. So I couldn't, I can't recall the model names or numbers or anything, but, uh, I think I played like a, like a semi hollow body and then like a single cut of some kind. So, I I thought they were, they were, they, they were fairly well built. So that seems to be the reputation, at least in my experience. I'm,
2: yeah, I'm this year at- they oh, just no. came out with a a series that they call the the Stardust series, which is okay. basically like four guitars. One of them's a, a hollow body, one of them's a semi-hollow, Sheesh. um, another one that's like a, a you know, like a a solid all the way through. Um, and I guess the dealers that that run those have to buy the series all four of them at a time or something like that.
0: Yeah, um, that's not uncommon. The look,
2: yeah. the, the look on those things is just, it blew me away. I, I'm, I'm a big gray fan. And just the, the way those things look, just amazing. Um, the pickups, the way they're doing the pickups on those is kind of interesting too, where they're doing a, you know, a, a regular humbucker on them and then like a P90 in the front or um, a single coil in the front. Or like uh, almost like a Strat style guitar or a Tele style, but yep. I'm just blown away by the look of them. I haven't had a chance to play one, but I'm just blown away by the look. You know? Did you
1: see the one that uh, I I posted? Uh, the Hollywood Vampires in the group. When you get a chance later, watch that video. Uh, Johnny Depp's playing a uh, Duesenberg.
6: That's not only is he playing a Duesenberg. That's actually a Johnny Depp signature model that he plays. Yeah,
1: right. So can I can I can I say something real quick?
0: I'm looking at the Duesenberg model line. I've never really looked at them. I've mean, I've seen them in place. So I've seen players playing them, you know, and I can tell you right now, these guitars will never work for me, and that's because they have a Bigsby-based system. Mm. Not going to work.
1: Nope. Yeah. Yeah. That, the Bigsby is love it or hate it. It's not <laughs> that.
0: It, you know what? I, I've never played one that I actually like felt comfortable enough with that I would buy. But the but the big problem I have with the Bigsby is it doesn't have the range of vibrato and it's a fundamentally flawed system to begin with. Uh, I've got <laughs> I've got a I've got a couple of guitars that are well
6: let's see. I think I have you know one maybe two that have a Bigsby on it, uh you know, or ish or one of like a licensed. Right. One of them is a licensed Bigsby and the other one is a is a fake Bigsby from China. Okay. The fake Bigsby is actually the one that I like the best because the thing that I I will give the two Bigs, bigsby tremolos credit in one regard nothing else sounds like them. you know yeah. you, you they hear do somebody, have a very unique sound you, you know you hear somebody bouncing on a uh, uh you hear somebody bouncing on a uh a bigsby tremolo and you know that you know you could tell that's probably a bigsby yeah. the thing that absolutely sucks about those things is restringing them if you want to yeah. lose your sanity Ugh. if you want to lose your sanity in
0: a hurry go restring a you know Goes oh, yeah, just to just looking at the string path
1: here, I'm like,
0: Ugh. yeah Like, well yeah. I've seen him in person, and I'm like, "Ugh!" I the, put it back the, on the rack.
1: The, <laughs> the only guitar I hate stringing more than a Bigsby is um, try stringing a twelve string, um, uh, Rickenbacker.
5: Is that right? I don't know. I've
1: ever strung one of those because they're offset. So one set of one set of your string your capstans go this way, like normal but the other set of capstans are like on a, uh, uh, what do you call those old uh, old Capstands? acoustics Capstands? where they, yeah, it goes this way. So one goes this way and one goes this way. So there's a, there's a small route in the, um, in the headstock. And so your first, your first string will go this way, but then your little string goes this way. You got to kind of get it in. But that route that they put in there doesn't go all the way through the headstock. So you got to get it into the little hole and then, and then fish it through. For, for our podcast listeners, Jim is
0: making many tiny motions with his fingers right now. <laughs>
1: And if you're not left-handed you're trying to... Oh, now he's, yeah, now he's yeah. reeling in a fish. Oh, it's a big one. Tim.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he lost it. Yeah,
4: shit. You
2: like get we'll yeah. time. You it, are it, a loser. Maybe this, this might be a good time to, for a shout-out for your sponsor.
0: Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our only one. Uh, so, <laughs> Nick Pongers uh, cannot be here this evening. He's off doing uh, fun things at a concert. Um and uh, he's he's a concert goer, man. I've, he's been to like three or four shows this month. How um, dare he? And uh, yeah, how dare he, right? Uh, he's going to be flooding us with pickups over the next year, and we'll be giving them away to listeners. Uh, we have not determined the status of how we're going to do this yet, um, but it's something we're open to suggestions on, and uh, Jim and I have got some ideas. So we're going to put heads together and hopefully get this all started when we make our transition at episode 100. Uh Weird to our one episode a week format
1: we're looking for suggestions of the kind of pickups that people are interested in so this is not something that he doesn't have 12 pickups like set in stone these are the 12 i'm going to give you so he's going to build them over the next year so yeah i mean let him let him contact him
0: directly let him know what you like to see um jim and i have both acquired our pickup behemoth guitars or in the process of acquiring them um and I'm looking forward to trying some of the different stuff that he he does. Uh, I actually have his pickups in two of my guitars already. Um, he, he builds some of the best PAF clones I've ever heard. And that's saying something because, you know, I've got shops in my area that do really good trade in really high-quality PAFs. So.
1: Now, Dan, have you seen – Dan Kish, have you seen Robert Jackson's guitar collection?
5: Only what's on YouTube.
1: You seen that uh yeah, he's got a hell of a he's got a hell of a channel. I think you guys at uh you guys you guys should both make a road trip down and okay, yeah, Kish. We should go go down and visit him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're only in Indiana, right? Yeah. Yep. He's in Indianapolis. We should go visit yep. him and Hannah.
6: Well, She's David you, at the uh, same
0: time. Well you and I you and I talked about doing that last month and being couldn't make it happen. I no, up. I could I couldn't. I actually ended up having stuff going on in this month. It's been pretty hectic because we got new stuff going at work, but Oh yeah, um, same here. I'm hoping. Maybe sometime in November, late November or something, and then I was gonna go. Actually, if I come down, uh, I have a friend there locally I can stay with, so it's not not a huge deal.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and I'll bring cash and we'll we'll uh, we'll have a fun time. So it can cool. jam. We'll go. We'll, we'll go out and eat. You know, do that thing. Cool. You got better. You got yeah, we'll cooler to, guitars than I do, man. Like I got to be honest.
1: I we'll have have to do a, uh...
0: You got cooler guitars than I do. <laughs> uh. Now cooler is a
1: state
6: of mind, my
0: friend.
1: We'll, we'll <laughs> have to do a, 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 a all-encompassing podcast where we're all in there. So
0: this guy on the floor, because I didn't show it to you, this is the Red Unicorn, the famous guitar from the podcast. So red, red unicorn. Yeah, because yeah, it came from China. This is a, <laughs> it's a Chipson, but it's not a Chipson because it has a different name on it. Doesn't have a Gibson logo on it. It's a shingze. Oh, okay. Normally, cat guitars, which are fun. Which well, hell,
6: are fun? man? man so this would be a pretty good guitar. Then
0: it actually is. It's a decent <laughs> player. Um, it could use some work, but I've been I've been you know redoing everything. It's got brand new electronics in it, fifty style wiring, got Nick Bombers PAF mm-hmm. pickups, um, and I've got uh, locking tuners on it. And I, I I'll show you the back of the headstock, but you can't, you can't laugh because I changed the tuners. And you uh, can say, I w- oh, chip the shit. <laughs> 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 I learned my lesson. At least I did it on a cheap Chinese guitar, right? So, but yeah, that's a it's an interesting piece. Everybody who's played it has really liked it. Nice,
6: yeah. Uh, one of the best Les Pauls that I uh, that I ever played. I don't know if I told you guys the story or not, but you know my uh, my Zach Wild Vertigo Les Paul.
3: Yeah, <clears throat>
6: I've got a buddy of mine that he bought this. It was like this Les Paul kit guitar off of eBay. Once upon a time, and, you know, he. It was a unfinished, all nat, you know, it was a natural, unfinished. I mean, it was a legit looking, you know, body and neck and everything. Um, you know, big thick maple cap on it, about like that. Um, outfitted it with all original, all USA Gibson hardware, and uh, you know, somewhere somewhere along its life before I had it, it had a bro- you know a headstock broken and repaired on it. You know, spray painted the headstock jet black. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that, you know, it was it was the, you know, it wasn't an authentic Gibson, but for all intents and purposes, it was probably the best, definitely the best sounding West Paul I've ever owned. Uh, you know, and a very good playing guitar. Well, it wasn't worth anything, and he he's the kind of guy you know he uses a guitar for like three or four months and then you know trades it or sells it or right, gives right. it a play or what. You know, this one wasn't worth anything, so he just walked up to me and you know and handed and gave it to me. So. Well, a couple of months, you know. So I've I've owned this guitar for five, six months. You know. Meanwhile, he had uh, he goes and buys the uh, Vertigo Les Paul. You know, takes it yeah, on the and The real he, deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, except, well, except the the kit wasn't of Zach Wild or anything. You know, right? Had, he had put uh, I think he had fifty seven classics in it, and you know, yeah, close, right, right. Um, more of a traditional kind of thing, but you know, he went and bought the Vertigo Les Paul. Totally bastardized it, had, you know, put burst buckers threes and, you know, I don't know, you know, clues and tuners on it. I mean, it was, you know, only owned the sink for like two months, and, you know, scratched you know, scratched up the top, you know, a bunch of pick scratches, decided it wasn't for him comes to me one day and says, you know what, I would really like to have that, you know, have that, uh, that kit Les Paul back that I gave you a while back. Would you want <laughs> to, and he goes, you want to trade for this, uh, Vertigo Les Paul? you know and i said you know I'm, I'm not stupid so you know and of course i'm yeah know, I'm, a, I'm a much bigger less you know zach wild fan than he'll ever be so you know yeah, I,
0: I, we can work something out yeah <laughs> i guess that's how i
1: got it right. you really want me to yeah, well if you insist
0: yeah
6: right so, <laughs> yeah i but i do miss it because that was that was the best sound in last ball i've ever owned it did sound all it played played real well too but so had, i, had a I of thought
1: fun. of you i thought of you today uh robert because i was oh. watching music is wins um uh channel and mm. he um he has this thing where he's in a guitar store it's called guitar store volume wars oh and yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, you gotta watch it it's actually finally like he's gone back to doing something funny you know he's been so serious mm. and um he pulls out this Zach wild four by 12 (laughs) with this Wild audio thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then he goes, he goes, and hits it. And then the whole world melts. (laughs)
0: I've heard already how loud those damn things actually are. Yeah. And yeah, you're talking about the the wild audio cabinets with his, his 12 L's and all that in it. So for those of you don't know, like he uses the EV 12 speaker the big super magnet thing. And the reason why some guys love those things is because they don't color the sound at all. You get basically what comes out of the amp. Um, does he always use those? I think he's been using it. Well, no, not always, because I know for like back in the Aussie days, he was Mm -hmm. using V thirties and stuff. Yeah. Um, so there, I mean, it's been on again, off again, actually Wampler's podcast has been doing a thing where he, he was doing like tone matching and he has, he has the actual head that, um, he was using for a while mm-hmm. because i guess dave friedman modified it and so dave mm-hmm. friedman made a copy for himself right. so uh it's been floating around i guess zach had it for a while i think is what he said so anyway he was talking about it and he's like yeah he's like for this track it's definitely the 30s because he's like i've done different impulses and that's the closest you mm-hmm. so, well, yeah
6: brian's got a got a heck of an ear you know uh travis beaster who's, <laughs> who's done a lot of videos with him actually done yeah. a couple recent videos travis is a real good friend of mine so oh really i was gonna
1: say he plays out a lot in your area or used to
6: yeah
4: yeah,
6: they're They're down in uh they're down in like mooresville area which Mm -hmm. is like southwest of indianapolis right
0: yeah well i get i i touched brian wampler's shoulder at gear fest so he'll probably never speak to me again
1: (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe you did that because he is such a germaphobe Mm.
0: i didn't get that vibe from him at all actually but i met well, him a couple gives, of times
1: yeah he gives he, off that vibe
6: he i met him a couple of times he came into the store you know when i was there a
0: couple of times and uh, uh yeah know, a real, great guy from him, it'll be fine i'll buy a velvet fuzz from him next time i see him sure. <laughs> then, today i remarked to my wife and of course i'm in the middle of gear with no gear so i can't buy anything still but uh i saw that Hello, doctor they, they, yeah they were blowing that out and i'm like wait a minute he did a doctor who themed pedal. i'm like why the fuck don't i own this already what <laughs> he did yeah dude they, he's got a pedal called the doctor it's a lo-fi delay oh. yeah he's like jim's like i'm Ed. buying one right now <laughs> no, no,
6: no, no, no no i mean that uh you know you're talking about the musician's friend stupid deal of the day for 100 yeah. bucks yeah. Oh, yeah it sold out, it sold yeah. out in like yeah it sold out in like uh you know two hours or something
0: is that what is that how fast yeah. it went yeah, you, you know how many pissed off phone calls we got after that. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, and the thing is, so are you guys? You may not even be able to discuss this, but I'm going to ask sillily, Are is he pulling out of Musician's Friend? I don't know because uh, to I, my, my, knowledge, to my
6: knowledge. No, you know, to my knowledge, no, because you know, I know that uh, you know they're right now they're promoting New Pantheon that is, uh, you know, that's his latest release. You know, all indications every time that I have seen a company, uh, pull away from, uh, the enterprise, it, uh, you know, it's, it's usually, it's not, sometimes it's a, it's an overnight thing, but, you
4: know, yeah you
6: know, for, for companies that have a fairly large, uh, product line, you know, it's usually a little bit more gradual and, you know, we, you know, to my knowledge, they're still everything yeah. they make available. So well, we'll I've heard our,
0: no indication. We'll keep our eyes on it, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think, I think Wampler does really well.
1: All right, Um, so since we're since we're on pedals, let's ask. Let's go around the room and say, um, let's ask, what is your go-to pedal? You could not, if you had only had one pedal on your board, other than a tuner, one pedal on your board, other than this guy, because everybody (laughs) has a (laughs) TU3. John was going with the TU3 or the TU2, right? All right, so I've got a TU3. All right, John, go ahead and start us off. What's the one pedal you can't live without?
2: No, uh, I was going to say the tuner. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily need all of them, you know? Um, yeah, it's fun to play with the wad every now and then, right? Um, I like a little dirt now and then, but sometimes I can get it out of the amp. I don't necessarily need a pedal, you know? So, yeah, I mean,
3: tube screamer, maybe tube screamer here and there.
2: I mean, I can live without it. Is fun
0: hey dave there's that too the me. sad thing is i have like all the pedals sitting here somewhere so as people are talking about i'm just gonna be like here it is <laughs> you know? uh do you want me to go next J- jim do you want to guess what mine will be
1: oh yeah yeah but you can't oh no you can't go with the um hd or i mean not the hd I The uh talk about the y- helix six. I'm oh go with i
0: know what it is That's it's the sun face, face. <laughs> yeah it's, for me it's the sun face and and you know what it's really not just the sun face it's just a really good like buzz face clone pedal one that the one that cleans up right and and you know uh the reason why i'm partial to the sun face is because it works good as an overdrive too but the thing is i don't need these like i have been having so much fun lately just plugging my guitar directly into my mark Five Twenty Five and riding the volume knob and you know you wouldn't think that a Mesa Boogie does that real well, and it doesn't at clean volumes. Like when you're down low on the master, you get that thing cooking. You know, like when the parent, when the, the parental units or whoever's out of the house, your 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 kids is you know not home, and and neighbors upstairs in my condo are gone. Uh yeah, dude, that's where it's at. Like volume knob all day long. But I like um. So I the part part of the reason why I pick a fuzz pedal in general for that is because look you have really three distinct overdrive sounds you've got a clean which is you know like compressed right clean compressed that's the way i use mine and then you have an overdrive sound which is usually like a crunch sound maybe a little bit more mild than that and then you've got a high gain sound right which and then you got like a metal high gain sound those are the four amp sounds and then the fifth distortion sound for me is a fuzz pedal i never use the 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 like Metal distortion. That it just it's never been something I needed. So I can get—I can get away with a fuzz instead, and that's—that's that's why I love fuzz pedals. I'm not—I'm not the heaviest of the heavy guy. If you want to talk that, there Kish is here, and I'm sure he'll provide you with. I was going to Information.
1: How about you, Dan?
5: Yeah, the one pedal. If I had to have one, I know. I
0: already, but it's the, the HM2 pedal. Oh. Yeah, the the boss HM two folks. Yeah, uh, we've it. been talking about this thing. I'm trying to. I've been trying to score Kish a deal because yes, my year are looking year so. I'm
5: looking, but as a big fan of death metal <laughs> <and> be <laughs> <Metal>, <laughs> perfect. Deeper. I love that thing. All
0: right. What about love you, Robert? Metal muff. Yeah, it's a metal muff for him. Absolutely, that's his favorite really? of all time. You are
1: so full of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I, hey, I'm going to send you a couple for Christmas.
6: <laughs> if, if, sure, if you if you want to see me make more videos about them,
0: I mean, you oh, know. that would be that would be worth it right there. just, we include, were, just include a fact. No, bag. Jim, you can't tell what we're going to do because we oh, have yeah. a really good idea for a video that we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. but the reason we can't not because we don't trust any of you in the group, but because this is an episode. If we broadcast this, somebody's going to do it before we do. <laughs> Trust me.
1: So, yeah, we've got some comedy coming
0: up. We got a We got a couple of comedy skits we want to do. That, that um, I've actually been in communication with Guitar Center directly, so I can use their facility. Um, that did not. That one specifically did not
1: go well. So. I did. I did. I was. I was. Thankfully, um, uh, the person that's going to help me out is coming back at the end of the month, and uh, so. Um, I will be doing it at, the, at Guitar Center, my local Guitar Center, and uh, I'll be running some funny videos from there. Oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they, we're not making fun of Guitar Center. Is no, that? no,
0: okay. No, Fair. we weren't. Actually, I wasn't either. Um, but there's something very specific on their premises that I'm going to need for the video I'm doing. So. Well, what? Because
6: I know one of you guys like Guitar Center a lot more than the other.
0: I actually, I don't, I don't dislike Guitar Center. Um, Wait. I. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no. So, I don't like spending money at Guitar Center. That's what that's what it boils down to. Um, <laughs> I don't dislike the store. I still ha- I have a credit card there. I still buy stuff. That TU3 uh, came from there. I mean, I still buy stuff there. I just, I think that there are better ways for me to get some of the things that I'm after. Because you guys don't carry g and in the store. And Right. Hmm
3: uh let's see a serious answer a pedal i
6: couldn't live without yeah Oof. you know i'm I, I get plenty you know all my amps have plenty of gain and all that stuff on it so i mean i don't really need you know i could probably live without you know and i like i love distortion some pedals sometimes i nice change the pace but you know i could live without them um you know the one it'd be a course or a delay i'm not real sure which if i, I it, I would probably have to go with a chorus just because I seem to be kicking that one on lately. I, I'm in, absolutely in love with my Digitech Lux, and I never thought I would be in
5: love with anything that said Digitech
1: Yeah, thought. I was going to say Digitech. Wow. I'm uh, in
5: love with something that says Digitech.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I
1: figured we're getting there. You, you uh, got an
5: interesting one. I love it. You know, okay. What is trying, it? The, probably, probably the Lux or my trusty
6: old dv 7 So, and I haven't decided which, but <laughs> –
0: I'm looking at the price. I'm going to look up the price of your, your effect, Kish.
1: Dan, Dan said he's got a
0: Digitech that he's in love with. What yeah, is he it? does. And you can get them. Dude, you could have like multiples of these. I only, haven't thought about it. They're only 90 bucks. I want the whole run, not just the one. I okay, so you're going to collect. All right. Uh,
5: I have the GNX2.
0: Okay, so Thanks. for those of you guys that don't know, that is a floorboard processor that Digitech did back in Uh, the mid 90s or something like that
6: i you know what i played i jammed with a guy one time and i'll never forget it because i walked in and you know it it was a our drum the guy the band i was playing with at the time the drummer he was a friend of the drummers he brought him in from out of town he was just just because he was in town that i brought him in the jam and i walk in and this dude's playing my rig and you know and so you know i walked in you know here's some stranger playing through you know playing through my uh you know played through my rigs so I kind of walked in and you know and I was like okay do I you know be cool about this or do I really be a dick and I decided to be cool but uh you know he <laughs> was actually, <laughs> he was he was actually running a GNX2 into the uh uh into the return jack of the effects loop and uh it sounded kind of killer
0: so yeah I you know what? I've heard I've heard his GNX several times and I don't think they're so bad um yeah. Uh, granted you know it's real easy when you're playing a a digital multi-effect processor to be like this thing sounds like ass because you feel it more than you more than you hear it but Mm -hmm. i but i think even going back to the days of the original pod if if you heard somebody else playing it you weren't thinking the same thing you know what i mean you didn't get the same feeling because you're not getting the dynamics and like the lack of them or anything like that that would have happened in those really really early processors um and going back as far as i've got around here there's a 505 a zoom 505 the original like zoom multi effects unit that thing literally has like a 3 second delay between patches mm-hmm. the button I, remember. I go to the next patch and, and it sounds horrendous mm-hmm. so I wouldn't recommend it but uh, I, I just saw <coughs> was, uh, JHS Josh Scott was doing a video with that thing I don't know hmm. Jim, Jim has left us um, he apparently has decided to divorce me this is a, a solo <laughs> podcast now. So um, I will be accepting resumes for co-hosts. <laughs> so what, he's got me in here to replace him? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> We're just, we just need some celebrity status for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Jim told you, but, but this is our anniversary episode, man.
6: Oh,
3: is it?
0: Yes, this is our one-year what? anniversary. Uh, I oh, involved. shit, he's coming back. He's got the Pokemon <laughs> shirt on. Got to catch them all. Zoom. Zoom GFX 707. I had the uh, 505.2 and the 505. Yeah, was put your headphones on, old man.
6: I wasn't aware this is the anniversary episode. I, you know, you guys brought me on, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, I, I thought it was just you two, and then all no, sudden, there's like a whole there's
0: a party, man.
6: Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> okay. So, I mean, this
0: this, I got this
1: old guy was my first multi effects pedal, the 707. <laughs> Look, it's that might got, have
0: been the first multi-effects pedal dip. No, it wasn't. The, no, because
1: you had the 505. But look, it's still got the plastic. Right I'm here. sorry.
0: Still,
1: <laughs> it still works.
0: How long does it take you to change patches? 150 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, Accurate. I don't even know. <laughs> it even comes with a power switch. Remember the one they have power switches? But, um, Come on, you make it. You rip the plastic off there. All right, here goes. Oh, my God.
0: Just doing it. Oh, my God. He tore the plastic. Holy shit. It's no
1: longer worth anything. Look at Don't that. It before anyway. Anyway. We, we got it recorded, too. Day one reflection, guys. Day <laughs> one reflection. <Look> at that. <laughs> On a 20-year-old pedal. I didn't, I didn't realize it had plastic. Jim, Jim, that pedal you have right there is worth a whopping $35. I'm going to sell this. And and buy me a freaking new Strat with it. Do you
0: have Do you have the box for it? No,
2: no.
1: Okay, uh, yeah.
2: Sell that. And buy yourself
5: a
0: piece of Beer. Listen to this what? shit. What? For, here's yeah. one. <laughs> here's one for sale in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Yep. Yep. Thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars with twenty dollars shipping. Twenty
1: dollars.
0: <laughs> it's like pay the shipping. I'll give you the fucking thing.
1: Mm-hmm. 55 bucks shipped
3: uh this even right. has
1: this even has a built-in looper it had the little the little looper built in so, right there so, it's got, so a 12 second looper built in that's awesome that's got. yeah i think it was i think it was like a three second thing <laughs> and you could slow down the, <laughs> you mean a sampler <laughs> it's a phrase yeah. sampler <laughs> with a phrase sampler that's
6: i remember yeah. when the uh the rp series were out they were boasting an 82nd looper
0: on those like it was like yeah did, it's like eight, eight bit you know <laughs> like 82nd <second> looper yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you are it <laughs> oh no here he goes again uh you're going to rip the plastic off this one too right jim uh, so um we i have to give the update so we we've all been talking about the ebay shenanigans i've been dealing with and uh john actually asked me before the show i still have the ibanez s series that i that i got uh screwed on like super hard and Man. uh it's in a, it's in the <laughs> box it's ready to go i've had it for a week uh jim's coming back
1: i'll we'll we'll go back the update here in a second all right what what are you showing us and hold on and in more digitech news digitech as lead singer and news solo artist oh uh, yeah there's, so v, still there's in the, the, the plastic oh are you gonna do that one too yeah hold on this is the v400 <laughs> vocal processor look at that it actually does a good job. Here we go. Still, it still does a good job. That's wow. the
6: floor demo, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, that's the Ford <laughs> demo off the Digitech display. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It probably is.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you just you destroyed stuff. a priceless <laughs> <element>. <laughs> I tell-
2: The Smithsonian won't take it now. Uh, yeah, uh, I know,
1: right? Yeah, they won't take it because they don't need anything to clean
0: their toilets. You
1: can why would you put a fucking express pedal on a vocal processor? Somebody explain that shit.
0: Well, you need to be able to, you need to be able to fade those those harmonies in. What if Kirk Hammett wants uh, to sing? Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, because yeah, Kirk Hammett. Well, oh, we saw what it sounded like when their bass player sang.
1: Oh, good well, Lord, that shit. was awful. <laughs> <laughs> This um, thing even has guitar stuff in it. So you can put your guitar in there and the microphone and get your mics out. For, for what it was at the time, I think I've had this probably 12 years. It was, it was all right. Oh, look, dog hair. But yeah, this you, was, that, I think this, Robert, I think this was Mars Music. Oh, was <laughs> it? <laughs> Core mile from Mars Music. Remember
6: them? Oh, dude! Yeah, sure. dude. We we put them, We we ran them out of town. Uh, <laughs> 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 it, well, it's, it's funny because they were, you know, you know, there was a time in Indianapolis in the late nineties they were the big big music store uh, in the Indianapolis area. Guitar Center opened in two thousand and one, and Mars was gone by probably two thousand and four, five, something Ooh, like that, yeah. maybe. And now yeah. Sam Ash moved in right where Mars Music is. <laughs>
0: I believe, and, they, and I they've believe been it. there. They've been there, God, fifteen years now, probably if not more. We've actually lost a lot of the sand mashes in our area. Yeah, uh, we lost the one that, our city. the one that Kish and I used to shop at all the time in, in Lombard's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only one I've ever been to. There's one in, well, there's they, one in Buffalo Grove
6: as well. Didn't they? I thought they bought up a smaller chain, and I don't know who it was because they yeah, went it like a long time ago. But, yeah, but they went yeah. they went from like eighty to like one hundred
0: and forty stores or something, and now like they're that. down to like forty or something. They've oh. they had to close a bunch of them. Yeah, really? Wow! So that was that's been a while now too. Um, they closed the one from Wayne's World. Oh, here's the booby dog, man. What is with you in these props? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is Opus. So I gotta give. This is oh, Opus. That's not the, no, that's he the right. was at the
1: Holiday Hotel. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: there's
0: your there's your 90s reference 90s those can can i give my my can i give my s-series update now
1: yeah okay
0: so i started while you were away and i kind of laughed and came back so i had the stories i got off the ebay i got screwed really hard on um i love the f- i love the fact that they shipped it to you with oh a <laughs> un- 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 unstuffed <laughs> the couch when i walked <laughs> in from work and i saw that sitting on the floor i was like you're fucking kidding right I'm like, Dude. where's the box? I, I, cause I was delivered to my parents' house. I'm like, mom, where's the box? And she's like, she's like, there wasn't a box. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding. And she's like, no, she knew I was going to be mad. She, she knew she was like, oh hell no. Like it's getting real now. Dude, I was, I, I
6: was listening to the to that episode and, and I pull into the parking lot at the Meyer grocery store around here, uh, here in our area and you know and i sat and i put the i put my phone up in my dash mount you know so was, yeah, yeah, yeah uh you know cuz i was i was I, no i take it back i think it was i was watching the video about it yeah it the Facebook. video in the group yeah and uh that's what i was watching and you know and i saw you pull up this this stuffing out of a
0: couch <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck dude i got to admit i've had allergy problems ever since i opened that fucking bag <laughs> I've had allergy <laughs> problems. I believe I've it. Had he's had. having them right now. He, J, Jim looks like he's about to pass out. Uh, oh the only time I've ever seen him pass out was when he got drunk on the drunk episode that will never air. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, he does have it, but that's a for Patreon only. Yeah, at some point. All right, so yeah. T- so he, he texts me, right? And he goes, I knew he was pissed. I think I was over at, um, yeah, does it work? I knew he was pissed because he goes, <clears throat> he goes, oh, that motherfucker. And then <laughs> that it, was all I said, it went downhill from there. And, uh, he sent me a picture. He goes, he goes, here it is. And, and of course I, I know his dress. So he, he takes a full picture. He doesn't have to plot anything out. And I said, Holy, f-. I said, where's the, I said the same thing he did to his mother. Where's a box. <laughs> he goes, There isn't a box. I said, what box? You've got to be fucking kidding me. I go, I go, what the hell are you- What the hell? And I thought he just said it like in a bag. But he stuffed the bag. He showed me, opened it up, and then he closed it. Just a little bit, because the video was the first time I had completely opened it. And he goes, he goes, I think, because he hadn't completely opened it up yet. He goes, I think there's some kind of like weird stuffing in here. And so I said, did he like spray foam it or something? Because they do, <sighs> they do make a shipping foam.
0: Yeah, but this wasn't that. I would have loved if he'd used spray foam. Uh, <laughs> it, it it ruined the gig bag. It, like, I, it, I didn't yeah. know the post office would even accept that. They, so it wouldn't be insured. It's not insurable. So even if you filed a claim now for the damage, they, they would laugh at him and be like, You didn't even ship it right. Especially because I have photographs and videos of me opening it. By the way, pro tip if you shop on Reverb or eBay, always videotape opening things. It, it It'll save you a lot of hassle if you do have an investigation. So, anyway, long story short, um i had the guitar i talked i talked to the guy we went back and forth he was really pissy with me at first and then i basically i, told him, I opened up and i said look i said all i want to do is ship this thing back to you and get my money back i don't care how we have to do it if you have the because faci- i've never done a, a, a return through ebay i'm like if you have the facility to process a return please do so so then i he's like oh yeah he's like oh, ship it out as soon as possible so i so i bag it up i box it up i go out of my way to do this and then i i sent him a thing i said I need your address. So he gives me his address. And then I get to thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. If I ship this, I'm paying for the shipping. Like, fuck that. So I was like, wait a minute. Can you process return through eBay? No response. And then I'm like, all right, look, dude, I'm not shipping this guitar until I hear one way or another whether eBay can handle this. When I didn't hear from him for 24 hours, I got on the phone with eBay and I was like, all right, what's going on? eBay's like, don't worry, we're gonna side the case in your favor. No, nothing can happen to you. You'll be fine. Don't worry about any of it. You're, you're. It's all, you know, it's all done and over with as far as you're concerned. Uh, call us back on Monday and we'll give you a tracking number. And part of that conversation said, "We've tried to reach out to him three times about this. He's not responding." So what happened was, I sent him another message and I said, "Look, dude," I said, "eBay is going to provide me the tracking number on Monday. Do you want to comply or what?" And he responds and he says, "I thought we were doing this off eBay." And I'm thinking, no, dude, because then I don't have any fucking recourse. I'm not going to get my money back. You're just going to be a dick to me and be like, oh, I'm not refunding you. So I, <coughs> basically what I just said was, you know what, fuck it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ship it back. I get the tracking number on Monday. I look at the tracking number, and I realize the address on the, on the tracking or the, the label does not match his address. So I was a nice guy, and I was like, I'll send him a message and ask him if this is okay. I sent him a message. I told him I'd give him 24 hours, right? Next morning, no message. Today, no message. I I haven't had a chance to ship it out. I'm probably going to ship it out tomorrow evening. Again, no message tomorrow. It's going to whatever fuck address eBay has, and I don't give a fuck at this point. I really don't
1: care. You know why? Because he doesn't give a shit. He knows he can't sell it. Yeah.
0: He's
6: probably realizing, yeah. Well, especially now that it went public. (laughs)
1: well we
0: we have a small listener base compared to like bigger podcasts maybe somebody knows about it that knows him i don't know um i honestly i thought about inviting him to listen to the podcast but i thought that might be bad given the uh, the fucking expletives and stuff that i spewed the other night but i'm I'm over it i'm not mad about it anymore at this point i just want the fucking guitar out of my house like i don't want it I, i just don't want it around anymore um, and, and it's like, I'm doing everything I can to make sure this guy stays happy. Like, I, I know that sounds ridiculous given the situation and the frame of mind that I was in, but like, I'm just sitting there like, look, if I was going through this shit and I didn't know anything about eBay, do you think I want my first eBay sale? Cause this is a second eBay sale, by the way, do you think I would want it to be handled this poorly? Like, no, I mean, so the other thing is his second eBay sale. I wonder if this is really his second eBay sale or if it's a second eBay sale on this account. Like he's been doing this for years and getting right. And then all of a sudden.
1: I got to agree with Dan on this one though. I cannot believe that the USPS even took that guitar.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's, it's it's shocking to me too. My wife and I discussed it. She does a lot of uh, logistics. You know know what you should have done? You know what you should have (laughs) done? No, you
6: you should have gone to a pawn shop, found the junkiest fucking guitar that you could find, you know, go drop it off, off the top of your building a couple of times. Pack it, you know, package it back up the same way
0: he sent you yours and ship. It'd be worth the cost of shipping just to send it to him just so he can. (laughs) I'm going to ship this thing back to him bomb proof. And I'm going to send him a polite message via eBay and say, that's how you ship a guitar. Because what he did, like, it's unacceptable. I've seen some crazy shit. I've been on the Internet looking at stuff like this for almost a decade now. And I'll be honest with you. I've seen guitar decks poking out of boxes. Mm-hmm. I've seen shit shipped in pieces. I've seen, I mean, I've seen it all, but this, this one was new. He packed it the couch. Dude, no, it was just a couch. It was like a piss-soaked couch. When I opened that thing, it smelled of like
1: piss and beer. It was gross. I could, I could just see him, I could just see him right before he shipped it. He was like, okay, I've got this in the bag. It's good. Okay, let me.
0: <laughs> my, my wife's not in there my wife's not in here my camera woman's not in here um i was gonna ask her uh i was gonna ask her what i told her when i put the when i put the bag and we were gonna do the opening video i told her right before she pressed play when this (laughs) is over this bag will be burnt because because it needs to be excommunicated we like it needs to be removed from existence and you gotta video that you've got a video that no i i the fucking whole thing's going back this guy and the bag is ruined, but I like. I just put it all back in the bag. It was I filled the bag I can't with wrap.
1: Have, I would have had gloves on. I mean, <sighs> well, you, it, didn't,
0: you it, didn't know what to expect, so you,
2: you would wouldn't be have had it. the forethought yeah. about the gloves. You know what I mean?
0: Well, so you know, I have I have strong intestinal fortitude, um, which has been something that people have told me many a time over the years. Is I will touch shit that other people won't, um, and so I just figured, oh fuck it, I'll just use hand sanitizer afterwards. This will be fine. You know, cleanse it with fire. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, I, I would never have burnt that guitar. I, I was going to donate it. So even when I said I want to burn this fucking thing, like I was going to donate it to Pat from day one. Like I figured when this was all over, um, I would just donate it to Pat for his charity uh, work that he does. So um, I just, <gasps> we got, we got to get you, Pat on the show.
1: Did you tell that guy that, that guitar strings are not catheters?
0: I'm just. <sighs> <sighs> No, it, it, dude. Seriously. So, this couch, I don't even know. But you know what's really funny? So I got his address. I got his name. He, he, he I can't say this on the show because I don't want to give away the guy's identity. No, don't, don't give no, his name. I'm not gonna. I'm but not go gonna, ahead. There's a whole other thing. Um, he. So he's a. He he may be, a semi-famous celebrity from a TV show that featured a pedophile. <laughs> Maybe Spotlight commercials? No. He shares the name with someone that is for sure. And so I'm looking at this whole situation and I'm going, I don't even I don't if this is that dude, like I kind of want to write him and be like, hey dude, I I, I love the show until we found out the guy was a pedophile. Oh the
1: Netflix series?
0: No, there I'll leave it at that. We we can have that conversation when we're done recording. I can tell you guys. I just don't want us to be on this show because I don't want, it. like, I'm not. I'm not trying to drag this guy through the butt anymore. The guy's had enough fucking problems already. Like, uh, this is me. I know, it's me being a good Christian. Unfortunately, um, I don't uh, wish doing, shit on anybody. Yeah, so if you're doing a, you're doing the right thing. You made you know you set him up.
1: So, so. did because I would have shit all over him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> videotape the <laughs> yeah. uh, the packing of it, David. Oh
0: you should oh you already did. Yeah, okay. no I already did. You no, know, you want to see how to pack it? Go on to a Reverb and how to pack a guitar. They have a video that shows you how to pack a guitar. It's very yep. simple. Oh, it yeah. really is. Yep. Make sure the box doesn't make fucking noise when you shake it. That that's basically it. You know. <laughs> um I've shipped I've shipped probably a dozen guitars, so this is nothing new to me and actually I've never shipped one like this. I've never shipped one anything close to this. I've gone out of my way you know, I usually charge like fifty bucks to ship a guitar. Did it cost like sixty or seventy bucks sometimes? Because you have to buy a box and shit. Um, but well, I
2: have it, a source it, of boxes it, now, so well,
6: sometimes, sometimes it's even that much if you don't have to buy a box, right? You know? Right. I mean, I've I've paid, I've charged. You know, I think I I think I charged last time I, I shipped a bass. Uh yeah. last it was the last thing I shipped. I You'll shipped pay through music. the nose
0: for that because it's longer.
6: Yeah, and I paid. uh I think I I charged like sixty bucks to ship it to like from here like philadelphia you know and i think i still ended up having to pay another 20 bucks or something on top of that gonna yeah, say so, what
1: was it like 85 bucks or 80, 80
6: bucks something, something like that I, I lost a couple extra bucks on it i know that
0: <coughs> yeah oh oh battery i've shipped a ton of Uh-oh. um i've shipped a ton of uh effects pedals i've shipped amplifiers amplifiers are fucking bad Anybody who tells you, "Oh yeah, no amplifier," you're only them about 40, 40 bucks to ship one. Bullshit. You go to hell. <laughs> like yeah. go to hell. What yeah. what are you shipping it in? <laughs> like like a milk crate? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. throw even small even small amps like little five waters, you're going to
1: pay fifty bucks to ship that thing because they weigh a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's why I don't get how um, Guitar Center and people like that can ship for free those things. I just you know the best part is when you get an. They've amp- got to have some kind of thing with. Uh,
6: Oh, they've got a they've got a they've, they've got a very uh, a very good deal with both with FedEx and uh you know FedEx UPS and and a couple free freight companies. So
3: yeah,
0: and they have to yeah. So well, they they pay for it by, by shipping so much stuff anyway. So I mean, that's basically you get a volume discount. Um, right. So the one thing that the worst part about receiving an amp is when you get it and you hear the glass inside the thing because you know the tubes are broke <laughs> fortunately That's not happened to me but it has happened to people I know um well, you take the tubes out and wrap them te- wrap them put them in a Kleenex box like it's yeah. not hard it's not yeah. hard people just use five minutes and, and I think a lot of times these people are like I need to get rid of this shit or they're mad because they had to sell something they didn't want to sell and they're like fuck it just throw it in the box and then it shows up and it's all busted and shit and they just don't care um that's yeah that's what we
6: always did at the store we always you know we you know we would take masking tape and put it on the back panel of the amp and label it one two three four five six seven you know order the tubes then as we took them out we'd wrap them up and uh label again with masking tape so that when the person who bought it received it they knew which socket they went in and uh all right you know yeah
1: because you want to make sure that they're because they're tuned for the the specific socket right
6: uh, well, preamp tubes are, you know, plug and play, but power tubes, you know, if it's a, uh, you know, if you're, if you're shipping a Marshall or something, that's, you know, got, you know, a hundred watt Marshall. You want to make know, sure those... you get
0: the right power tubes in the right sockets. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
6: yeah, because the inside tubes are are matched and the outside if, tubes if are you're,
0: If your preamp tubes, well, so if your preamp tubes are like different manufacturers, you probably do want to know where they go because I've seen that where, like, even uh, Rivera will do some, so in, front, in new amps, some of them will be Chinese tubes, and some of them will be Russian tubes. And they do have specific positions that they want them to go in. And it has sure. to do with microphonics and stuff. So, there are situations where that would be important, but for the most part. I think
1: Yeah, I think with Fender and Marshall, you're just going to get, like, with Yeah, it's G-T- just their
0: the GT time. shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the craziest thing you guys have ever found in the back of one of your old amps or, like, in a back of an amp you bought? i got i got one i didn't personally buy the stamp but i saw it the other day and i was like are you fucking kidding me pot, pot. <laughs> i was don't know <laughs> Crazy. yeah it's like 10 year old pot
1: <laughs> oh uh, i wonder where i put that
2: back shit
6: yeah would, yeah but did you guys see the look on his face when he said that yeah he Something.
1: was like pot. <laughs> yeah he was hot
6: yeah yeah yes he seemed to be a very happy man <laughs>
1: right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. tell you a story. it's not a guitar story, but it gotta be legal anyway. Fuck it. This is my favorite pot story it's my it's a real story, so I was in the Navy, we were getting underway for the first time, and our um our leading petty officer was trying to make an example out of oh we've got to clean this space got to make sure everything's clean and in the in the workspaces, there are these huge air conditioning um, diffusers for air and so He's like, oh, everything's clean. He goes, what about that up there? He goes, that that looks like it might have some dirt in it. He did not want to know what was in there. So I go up there. Now, I have never, ever smoked pot in my life. I'm 54 years old, not about to start now. (coughs) But so I go up there, and I take the diffuser down, and I, I drop it. There's a bag of pot in there. A half-gallon bag of pot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. You
0: discovered somebody stashed from the last
1: tour. <laughs> so, no, we knew whose it was. Oh, we guy, and yes, I'll call his name out because I doubt very much anybody knows him or I don't even know if he's alive anymore. Probably not. His name was His name was Bob Nice. And the poor guy, he would make third class and get busted to, to semen, make third class, get busted to semen, because he every time he'd make third class, he'd... Plus positive on a piss test, so this was the, this was the beginning of, your of the urinalysis service. So I was like, yeah, I bet you. It, it didn't even have to have his name on it, but uh, so I, I take the bag. I've got it in my hand. I'm like, I'm like holding this, like like I've got a bag of, um, of ants in my hand. And I go, am i supposed to do this. He goes, Jim, just walk to the door, open the hatch, walk outside, and throw it. As far and as hard as you can.
0: <laughs> Fucking hey man. So, uh, I walked right out, in the
1: ocean through that zebra hatch. <laughs> I swing that thing just as hard as I could. And it was it was um, you know, we were doing 30 knots. That thing was gone. <laughs> <It> was gone. <laughs> and I see Bob Dice come into the space just as I'm doing like that, and I saw that look on his face like I guess he thought he had a good spot. He just didn't care. Yeah.
0: So uh, the funniest thing I found I've seen in an amp was there was an amp that was in for repair at a store that I frequent. I've been doing a lot of guitar shopping lately for the show. Um, And in the back of the amp was seven cell phones, seven cell phones, not one, not one in a, a PDA or an iPad, but seven cell phones
6: so did they could, could you like see the progression over time of yeah, like yes like that that giant like the, old, the giant nextel brick phone yes.
0: all the way up to like all the an way like a something? blackberry and then you know <laughs> like the first iphone was there but the funny thing was you know, you'd think this is going to be like a, a reasonably modern amp right this is like a 67 like bandmaster <laughs> 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 something crazy like that like like an old like fender like tube combo they probably had a bear or something like to steal their stuff. What? Yeah. What? What? That's <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think that would make any sense. Why would you stick old? No. What happened? So they were the thing was probably the thing was probably non-functional, and they were using it like a storage cabinet. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I'm never going to touch these again. Just throw them in the back of the lamp. And then the guy decides he's going to get the thing fixed up and takes it in, and they they take the back panel off, and there's seven cell phones in there that they couldn't reach it and grab. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, all right. So let's ask this question because you got it. You got to have had this, all right? So whether you played live or you played in the you know in the bedroom or whatever, what's the weirdest thing you found that 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 caused a strange sound that you were like, "What the hell is this?" And it was something silly. I'm going to give you two examples of what happened to me. One, and it was the cell the cell phones that reminded me of this. I'm I'm playing and I'm like, how do I hear this weird like?" Buzzing sound. <laughs> so I pick up my guitar or my cell phone to Google it and the sound goes away. I went, wow, that's weird. Put the cell phone back, it comes back. Didn't in the least bit hit me that it was the cell phone sitting on top of my mesa that was causing the problem. Mm. Um and the other one we were playing and I was um, you know, I kept hearing this buzzing sound. I was like, wow, what what the hell is making this weird buzzing sound? Look, Sound like a bee. And I was like, is there a bee on somebody's microphone or something? What it was, we had a set list, and someone had put their set list on their monitor. And so every time sound came out of the monitor, they would go, (laughs) you know, buzzing sound. Because the people in the, you know, the the sound guy go, I don't hear it. I'm telling you, I hear a buzzing sound. (laughs) So so my favorite, my favorite weird shit
0: like that is, uh, I I often jam with, like, uh, a sound system in various places, and, like, it's usually through a TV, like, a 5.1 surround thing. And one day I was playing, and I just completely forgot. Like, I knew this happened, but I was playing, and then I went to go turn it up, and I just kept playing with this hand, and I picked up the remote, and I hit. And all of a sudden, my pickups started making a weird fucking noise. And I forgot they're susceptible to the RF from the remote, and I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, what is going on? So it took me a minute, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right.
6: Uh, mine had to be when I was, uh, my old apartment, the apartment I was living in when I met, uh, when I met my wife, I had a, at the time I had a B52 AT100 hashtag. Okay. And, uh, apartment. Really, yeah, well, right. <laughs> right. 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 Cause why, you know, why wouldn't yeah, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: that's that's so, the best stamp for apartments folks.
6: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It is. So. It, it, and I kept it in a corner and, you know, I have pedal board setting up right in front of it on the floor, you know, and this is a third floor apartment, by the way. So, you know, I, this is also my gigging amp at the time. So lugging that thing up and down three flights of stairs was a lot of fun. But anyway, one, you know, um, this happened more than once. and I never did figure out what was causing it, but I, I turn on my amp and, you know, click it over the clean channel and I'm, you know, sitting there, uh, just beginning to hear the play and, and, and I hear a noise coming through. And I stopped. I'm like, what is that? You know, I got ESPN radio or TV or something coming through my amplifier. You know, I'm like, that's Stuart Scott. You know, so since Stuart Scott, was still alive, yeah, like, I totally I know like, who it like, is. Yeah, I was like, that's Stuart Scott. What? The, you know, why is he coming through my amplifier? He's he's not metal. And you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, finally, I was he was know, so
1: not metal.
6: Yeah. <laughs> he, he well, you know, if you if you if you're not a sports fan, Stuart Scott was like the coolest guy on the planet. And exactly yeah uh, and very very well respected he died of cancer unfortunately but, uh you know yep. but he was yep. he was a lot of things but metal wasn't one of them
1: yeah i was gonna and, say not
3: metal
6: <laughs> not metal and uh you know but i hear Stuart scott coming through my amplifier and you know this happened many many times you know and i didn't have my tv on or anything i i never did figure out where, where it came from but it only it happened to, there it had, it had to, to be, be something had to be of something in the wiring department or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the only thing I can figure,
1: John, you got something for us. Come on, I gotta you got to have something weird. I don't no, know. No. Never, never anything weird.
0: No, not really. Well, get playing then.
1: That'd be other nice. Than, other than
2: not so much a weird sound, but a weird feeling. Um, as young kids, we uh, we played some party one time, and uh, um, we had all of our gear in a in a garage, mm-hmm. uh, it's meant for floor garage, and. Uh,
3: Went off partying, did some swimming,
2: uh, came back to the garage, plugged in, and let's just say we all got some really weird feelings that day. Yeah, uh, by the water that was on our feet, that was on the floor. It was, it was not a fun time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. We talked about that, David. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. I don't care to be electrocuted anymore. (laughs) No, no, I've been tingled. Oh, man, so many times. As lead singer, especially, you get just a little too close to that microphone. Oh. You know what zapped me more times than anything in this business? Custom
6: amplifiers. T- custom tuck and rolls. Yeah, I the, the oh.
0: K-U-S-T-O-M-S.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. By the, you know, and by the way, I am still getting lambasted for my worst amps video because that one was number one. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm still getting lambasted in the comments for that. Every CCR fan on the planet.
0: Just know, because they used it doesn't mean they're good, right? It, I have really bought- shit. The door is used. Holy crap!
6: <laughs> <laughs> John Paul Jones used acoustic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's well, not, Yeah, nobody's singing their praises. Yeah. Well, I I play acoustic to be fair, but you know, but you know that's because I got a cheap and I just needed a bass rig. So, but I'm. Um, you know, I think we all know I'm, I'm, I'm far from being called a base no, player. He's, he, he likes them 5150s. <laughs> uh, I got a five
0: five plus, but that's, uh. Well, you got, you got that Panama thing too now, right? But, uh, yeah, how do you like that uh, Panama
1: line?
6: What, uh, I, I like them quite a bit. I, uh, I've got, I got the Shaman 20, the first, uh, the first run of them they're on their third generation now i've got the five watt that i really like that one's actually become my favorite you guys need to check that one out i really want to yeah uh if you saw the video if you didn't I see have that, lots I did a, of videos yeah, yeah I have. i've done a couple of videos on that one it's a great amp um and i got the fuego x and i actually just had another one arrive last week that uh i'm not going to say what it is yet because i got a video going up about it yep. next week. All
1: right. All right. We'll look so. for it. Oh, well, we'll, we'll see we'll the group be, when it shows up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We'll, be wa- we'll be watching the group. We appreciate it. Okay, Dan walked away before he could tell us our, his uh, his weird thing. Yeah. We'll ask him when he comes back. We'll ask him when he comes back. We had,
0: we had one question that I, that I intended to ask everybody. We, yeah. We're getting close to the end of our two hours here. Um, we will do more of this kind of stuff in the future, I'm sure. Uh, so what I wanted to ask everybody was what's your favorite moment on the show so far? Jim and I shared ours uh, last episode, like what our big look back moments for the year were, and I just like to get some feedback from people who care about the show and who've actually like been participating in the group and stuff. Right. So, John, you want to go first?
2: Yeah. Um, when I was getting back into guitar playing a few years back, um, as I was, you know, ripping through the internet to try to find some uh, some st- some uh, teachers to learn from and stuff like that, I happened to run across. Michael Angelo Patio. Yeah. And, yeah, right. and when you guys had that episode on, it was like, wow, that's really freaking cool. You yeah. know,
0: it was neat to hear from him and, and hear you guys talking with him. So I thought that was really, really cool. We've talked about that experience on the show quite a bit, um, but I can give you a little bit more background. So I found out he was playing at that club like four days before I decided to go. I looked at the prices it's, and I said, okay, I can go. It's, it's, from Chicago, right? Honestly. Yeah. Um, Honestly, right outside my window, like less than a block from my house. I do have to yeah. walk around the apartment, right there, but it's he walk. I walk to and from multiple times during the show, no less. Um, And I walked over there, and I was like, all right. When I found out that I could go, I call. I actually, I I got on Facebook after I talked to Jim, and I was like, oh well, we'll we'll go look up at his, you know his information. Well, I just friended him on Facebook and sent him a message that I'm trying to get in touch with his publicist. Um, Give me you know give me uh any information you can provide and you know we'll go from there and he got back to me directly he goes this is this is Mike and he's like he's like uh you know, yeah, I'd love to do an interview um I'll be available tonight before the show and after the show and he's like, just come in and talk to my manager or to, actually what he says stop stop by the merch table and ask for me and I'm like I'm thinking like stop by the merch table that's not how this shit works like I've been to enough shows to know that you know like the people at the merch table don't even know the the guy half the time. So I walk in, and I walk up to the merch table after I buy my little ticket, and I walk over and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm here to interview Michelangelo. And he looks at me and he goes, "What's your name?" And I and I told him I'm David Hill the Practical Guitarist. And he looks at me and he goes, "Never heard of you." And he's like, he's like, I'll tell you what, he's like, I'll talk to Michael. And he's like, if you stick around after the show, maybe you get maybe you get a chance to talk to him. I'm like, I, I turned around, I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, that's all I could think in the back of my head. I was like, fuck you. Because Benio told me, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and touch base with him and he'll know everything when you get there. Yeah. So of course, he didn't know shit. Well, <laughs> I'm standing there and I'm like, he's just walking around. Make mm-hmm. is literally just walking around the venue. Like, there's nobody there. So, mm-hmm. at first, I'm like, look, he's getting tuned up and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to get in the middle of that. So, I waited until he went to the bar with his, with his buddy. Who was his tech that night. And I walk up and I'm like, I'm, I shook his hand. I was like, I was like, can I buy you a beer? And he's like, oh, he's like, I've already got, he's like, I already got one. Well, he had probably five or six that night, but. Um, his he was buddy, like John Cleese. And like, I told him, I was, was like, got one? I was like, know. dude, I was like, I'm from Practical Guitarist. We spoke via Facebook. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, absolutely. He's like, down for the we Do it right now if you want, but he's like, it's a little loud in here. And I'm like, well, I don't have my podcaster rig. I have to go get it. I was like, I'll be back in like 15, 20 minutes. By the time I got back, another band was on stage. He was he was nowhere to be found. So he was either out in his car or whatever he was doing. Which, by the way, they were touring in a minivan, which is like, it's just so funny because you, you figure this guy's bigger than he is. Um, in the Chicago area, And he told yeah. us on the interview, in the Chicago area, he cannot get people to go. It's It's like ridiculous. He plays clubs that like little bands play because nobody – Nobody wants to go here. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I've seen shows with him you know, with, with, with two or three thousand people in the seats. Um, there was maybe two or three hundred people there that night. So um, when it was all said and done, I stuck around for three hours waiting for him, and he was talking to some, some local friends that had come out to the show, and I didn't want to interrupt, and I did stop by, and I said, I just let him out, let you know, like when you got time, I'll be in the back because they had like a casino area. So it was late at night, so it was pretty much empty. So I went in there and I sat down and I waited, waited, I waited. I gave him an hour and 45 minutes. And it was by this time, it was one o'clock in the morning. And I walk out of the bar. He's gone. I'm like, what the hell happened? So I walk around, look for him. And I'm like, finally, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going home. So I, I put my coat on, I go home and I figured, well, he probably just forgot. Like, he sends me a message and he goes. get the interview. I don't
1: think we're gonna get the interview. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think we're gonna. I think the he interview. just blew me off. I think he was just giving me lip service, whatever.
0: No, I, well, what I said was, I just think that like he he just didn't really care enough to do it, and he was he had a little bit too much to drink. Right, logical yeah. assumption. Yeah. Noon the next day, dude. I'm so sorry. I mi- I missed you last night. Like, I absolutely want to do the podcast. Let me know what time works for you, and we'll work something else. I was floored. I was like, dude, this is the nicest yeah. guy on earth. Cause yep. even though like, look, I put him in a weird situation before a gig, let's do an interview. You know, he still reached out to me. He's like, no, I absolutely want to do it. And I told him, I said, we're a small podcast. I said, we haven't, we don't really have a lot of press attention yet. We're growing. We're growing rapidly. Yeah. I think at that
1: time we might've had 20 people. listening.
0: Yeah. To- we were at, we had 20 regular listeners. We have more, way more than that now. Um, and so it was just very fortunate that he was like, all right, Let's do this. And uh, I was thrilled. And you guys have seen the interview. It was great. He was, he was wonderful. He was good off camera as well as on
1: camera. Um, oh my God. And he was so, so funny. Oh he yeah. So funny. Just genuinely funny. Um, nice guy. So, and if
0: it, his current set right now, and I'm going to plug him because I watched him perform that. It was the first time he performed with the band, this band doing this material was totally unlike anything I'd ever seen Michelangelo video do. He was playing classic rock tunes and he was playing um, progressive stuff, but he was also playing a lot of uh, like 70s and 80s pop rock stuff. And it was, it was a really cool experience to be able to see somebody stretch out like that because we all know him for what? you know, Shred metal. And, yeah, and for the double guitar
1: thing and all the other And things.
0: he did all of that, yep. but, but he was also able to do other things too, which I think is really good for him because he, he really needs to stretch out. I think he's, he's bored is kind of where he's at. You know, he did, he's done the one-man band thing for like 10 years. And th- he had a full band there that night. Now, the thing I probably didn't share in that episode that happened, Jim knows about this. So at the end of the at the, end of the, the, um, the uh, performance, he's got a new drummer, young guy. He's actually performing in one of the other bands that was there that night. And um, he throws his sticks out to the audience. And when he does, yeah. he goes right into Michelangelo Badio's Porcelain Veneers. Yep. right into his teeth yep. and he has his look on his face, like you fucking asshole like <laughs> you know, big smile but like yeah, i'm gonna fucking kill you after this show
1: <laughs> yeah he won't be working so that shit happens to everybody so dan we didn't get to you um as far as did you ever have like anything weird as far as the sound or a feeling or anything like that when you were playing Uh
5: a couple times um when i had my band going years back we used to have rehearsals in a 20 by 20 storage unit in the middle of nowhere so we'd go out there you know rain or shine I mean, we'd be out there in the middle of january with snow on the ground so we got a little little i don't know excessive moisture in there the <laughs> <laughs> so i've been bit a few times um and then the last time that was kind of weird um dave and i had rest- started recording some stuff back and forth years ago and i kept trying to record some stuff and i play it back and it had these weird sounds in it yeah i had my uh cell phone sitting on my interface (laughs) yeah i don't do that what
1: the hell is that ticking sound you, you know i forgot to tell people i had my cell phone in my pocket yeah and when i was playing my sg it was coming through my sg so it's it's definitely something you want to get, like leave in a car, or whatever. They're getting better. That, yeah, to be
0: are. honest with you, like I, the, the more modern cells. This is the new iPhone, um, and honestly, I have not had any of that kind of harmful interaction, drug interaction. Turn it, it off. May, it may lead to erections a little more than six hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Turn it off.
1: Put it somewhere. You know, so many, so many people. I see these bands. It's like, God, man. It, The people that matter to you are those people out there. Now, I will give you, of all bands, the Little River Band, Mm -hmm. the guy on stage, the lead singer for the Little River Band, which is like one of two original members left, the whole thing. Um, Literally, he comes out and he says, I'm going to get my phone. He takes pictures of you out of the band. He goes, I want to get a picture of the whole audience. And he does a a Facebook thing where he takes pictures of the audience. It was pretty cool. I'm up on their page. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right so the question is what is your favorite moment you've seen on the show so far dan
5: Hmm. i don't know i mean there's been a lot and obviously
0: just things that make you laugh like if if you can't pick a favorite (laughs) just give us a couple
5: well i mean there's always just the the banter that can get a little out of control between you two which is always
0: funny um I really liked We have to rein it in a lot. There's been some editing that's happened in the past. Let me tell you. I have, there's several words that I'm very yeah, fond Dave, of that have no place on this podcast. Yeah, Dave has used a couple
1: of words that were on PC. Yeah, very un PC. And I have to I have to do the um, South Park. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, no, like, media. I, you like more media. I
0: could tell I did because I look over and Jim's writing something down. Like, yeah, he's I'm writing, writing down, down the damn, time stamp. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> like, son of a
2: <laughs> You,
0: need, you might need
2: to get, like,
0: a, some kind of nice bleep that you could use, David, so you won't have to edit those out. You know, keep well, them in. Yeah. So you guys you guys probably don't realize that when we do edits, like, they're seamless. You can't hear them. Oh, I, yeah. I go in, and I literally will take out, like, parts of a word. And there have been times where I've overdubbed things, too, because I, I wasn't clear at what I said. And I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to do this right so you can understand me. Um, but I, for the most part, no one's ever complained. Yeah, props if, to you, man. Props to
1: you. That, that it sounds great. It I sounds do a the,
0: work now too, actually. By the way, so I do a lot of audio recording and video overlay the, and
1: stuff. Yeah, in the early casts, I used to punch in, and I would I would wait, and I'd hear the thing, and I would try to think of a word that I could punch in, and then finally, I would I would wait, and I would go okay, and then I would punch <laughs> in, and I'd say a different word, <laughs> like shoot. <laughs> <laughs> When, when we decided, wait, 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 that when on the episode, was
4: shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're definitely not not the one you want to listen to with the kids in the car. That's my my goal, well, maybe if you're Frank Zappa, my goal True.
0: is to get my my interfaces right here. I want to see the red light blinking. That's that's my goal. So when you hear me go off like and it starts clipping, that's because I'm looking for this guy to go on.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so easy i don't even see mine mine is over there um i, I don't even um think about it but it's so easy to fire Dave <laughs> up um no, I'm not at all list. i don't know what so, you're talking about i have you guys, never said anything to you in the group if you guys want to see me fire him up at all right now just just fucking talk about GNL. just just <laughs> fucking say something <laughs> do something <laughs> i could talk shit about how you know that stupid little Penis thing that oh fuck you fuck you fuck you and your and your, your
0: goddamn spiderweb piece of shit back there Jim Jim's like, I'm like I'm looking for a pickup guitar he's like he's like well there's this one and I'm like know, I'm oh. too. he was dude <laughs> he's like you should just get one of these they're cheap and I'm like they're four hundred dollars Jim they're not cheap <laughs> I can get a new guitar for four hundred
1: dollars and and I bought a used one and look where that got me so yeah. fuck. Um, I know it's, it's, it's a hard thing. You know, we, we've talked about that pig and a poke thing so many times and we actually gotten a little bit of a heated argument last week about they thought I was calling him stupid. I wasn't.
0: No, I just got mad because you were like,
1: you were like, Oh, well you did, you went and bought this guitar and now you're bitching about it. Like, fuck you. No, that really Ooh. wasn't the message. That wasn't, see, that was the thing that sometimes I'm not good at <laughs> the message was the message was, Hey, we knew, you, we both knew, you knew and I knew. Going into that, you were going to wind up with something that either was going to be great or was going to suck ass.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> and I, 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 unfortunately, I lost.
1: <laughs> it was like when I bought my lottery tickets this week. So suck you, ass. You threw money away. <laughs> I, I have literally not hit a number in, in like 40 lottery tickets. I have not hit a single number. I don't well, buy thanks, lottery
2: thanks, tickets. Yeah, thanks for not winning because the rest of us, you know, we didn't get the winnings.
1: <laughs> I yeah. know. And it, <laughs> I, I was right. I was ready to buy my my friends their new houses, and now I got
0: nothing. Now, contrary Doesn't to popular we, belief, Robert actually does listen to the show.
1: So yeah. do you have a we favorite moment you want
0: to you want to share?
6: Yeah. Well, I am a uh, I'm a later listener. I didn't th- even know you guys. I get I, how the hell did we even hook up? I think you guys uh, commented uh, on you, one Tundies of my videos. guitars. That's right. That's yep. right. Uh, Some- well, you know at if I were gonna I've got a few. The first one was probably a well not the first one, but the most recent one was probably about forty minutes ago mm-hmm. i get I got a text message from Jim going, "Hey, man, you know, uh, you know we'd Please love to have on. you on if you got some time okay, yeah. cool, so so I come on. And, you know, and I'm, th- you know, I'm thinking you guys just want to consult my opinion about something and then <laughs> I'm gonna see, you know, we're asking, yeah, he comes in that, and there's a fucking party going on. <laughs> uh, you know, asking me about Duesenberg guitars and, you know, that so kind of, yes, you know, so I bullshit my way through that, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sitting here watching the screen on my phone all of a sudden then John pops up and was, Oh, Oh, Hey, I'm not alone. am I you know, so then I'm, you know, so then, okay. So there's four of us in here. All right, cool literally five minutes later, then all of a sudden, Kish pops up, and I'm like, whoa, where'd he come from? And, you know, <laughs> an hour later, here I am. So, <laughs> no, I had no idea anything that was going on, so. I had to uh, hit the but, inhaler, but, folks. But that, happened uh, have not hit my e-cig the whole time, so. You know, uh, in my defense, you guys caught, I got out of the shower like an hour ago, I'm in my pajamas, I'm editing video, I'm Yeah, shit, finger. man, like,
0: I was like, God, this is probably what Robert looks like most of the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. So. I was like,
0: Robertson is
1: underwear, eating yeah. Cheerios.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not <laughs> Well, you, you don't guys, see me
1: pl- you don't see me plugging these t shirts on my channel. If you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not if you guys are usually audio listeners, you should jump on it. This is one where you should watch it.
0: Yeah, we'll probably end up posting video of this one. This has been good stuff. Uh, we got we've done a lot of showing yeah. of things mm-hmm. that we've talked about in the show. Um I do have two more. If I can Yeah, if I go can, yo, uh, absolutely we're I'm yeah, going. So, <laughs> uh, the the
6: ex, I thought the actually the, when you guys interviewed Jody and I was going to ask how come you guys didn't bring her on tonight.
0: But when you guys interviewed Jody, I I enjoyed that episode quite a bit. I don't think uh, there a lot of forethought in asking guests to come back tonight. I didn't even think I offered a sponsor have, to come on have, until tonight. <laughs> so uh, that felt really bad. Yeah, we'll have um, to do
1: that. At, maybe that'll be a New Year's special. Yeah, Nick, Nick's going
0: to be on here a lot. I, as far as I'm concerned, Nick can come on anytime he wants. Uh, he has a lot of good things to say and has a totally different opinion than Jim and I do about a lot of things.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Welcome on the show.
1: Well, you guys are always welcome. Maybe we, yeah, when we do this. This is a, this is a fun thing for us. I don't know if you can tell we, we don't put a lot of forethought into it, which may or may not be a negative thing. Like you said, Robert, about your show. We don't write a script. We don't, we don't get that kind of, I hope you don't get that kind of vibe from us. We usually yeah. have a topic. That's it. Run with it. Yeah.
0: We, we want to be genuine. The main thing is like we've heard a lot of podcasts, YouTube channels, and everything where everything is prepared. And every, it's it's very, it's very sterilized. And that's early on. Jim and I were trying to we were trying to shoot for no expletives and things like this because that's what everybody else was doing. And then we just stopped and we were like, wait a minute. We don't give a fuck. Like, what, do we, what the hell? You know, so you'll see that the first couple of episodes are probably not marked explicit. And we made a conscious effort not to swear our ass off. And then, and then, like episode three, I'm like, no, fuck this, we're not doing this shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to edit this out. This is going to take too much goddamn time, so we're just going to swear our ass off. So, <laughs>
1: there's there's my you plug. No,
0: go. you got the go. calendar. Yep, her episode is one of the most listened to on the show. Yeah, shocking. Her, hers, <laughs> Nick Bongers is is super highly rated. Um and he's he's running he's in the running to probably eclipse her she is the most viewed guest we've had on youtube Mm
1: -hmm. um shocking yeah i wonder i wonder why (laughs) for those who for those who might wonder yeah that was jody and jody's a real player she's not some yeah
0: no she's actually very good and and
1: you're fucking playing she can outplay me
6: yeah she's been playing for a year now maybe or yeah. something like that. Well,
1: she's only been, she's been playing electric for a year. She's been playing acoustic for a little while longer than that. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but, right. it, but it but, wasn't much. Because yeah. we talked to her about it, and she's like, "No, like I've only been playing in earnest really for about a year." So
1: right. yeah, she's she's a genuinely sweet person. Mm. Um, and yep,
0: I, I've, yep. I've never
6: talked to her in person. She, well, uh, you know, I've I've interacted with her in her group, and uh, you know, of course, you know, I watched the episode. You know, it's a, you know, I was. I was mentioned in that episode actually. And uh, yeah. so, you know, she, that's, you know, moderately nice things to say about, uh, about
0: everybody. She's, you know, she was super cool. And she was totally open about any question I asked and I felt really uncomfortable asking her about, does she feel objectified? And I, I that's actually the toughest question I've asked on this show because mm-hmm. I'm not a woman. Like, yeah. I don't want that to be taken the wrong way. And I, she understood where I was coming from when I asked that question
6: mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, And I can understand why you asked that question. It's tough out there for women,
0: especially oh, yeah. in this industry. Yeah. You know? did, you, did you hear the last episode, the, the thing from the gear page? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I, I read some of this thread from the gear page, and it is it is like going to the Stone Age. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, respect Respect your women. They don't mm-hmm. belong to you, or they'll leave you. They will divorce
6: mm-hmm. you, or they'll leave right. your cars out in the
0: lawn. <laughs> like
6: Right? No. You know what Brian Wampler posted something in the Wampler Pedal group.
0: I yeah, uh, I saw that, oh, ba- I, that. Did you guys ba- see that? Yep. Yeah.
6: Well, well, did you see? Did you see what Brian posted though? It, um, it was, I heard what he posted, but I didn't see the actual yeah. post. Yeah, I didn't see the one that he was referring to. But uh, but what Brian had posted about was, you know, the the basically saying, you know, this is not you know nineteen seventy eight. This is two thousand eighteen, and you know, we need to be respectful of our, you know, our spouses and our partners and our loved ones. And you know, the memes about the, you know the, you know the white jokes of guitar players. You know,
0: it's time to it's time to put a can on that stuff.
6: Yeah, and you know, absolutely it is. You know, as I, you know, you guys see all the guitars that I've got, you know, in my, you know, in in the background here, and you know, I'm I'm married to a wonderful woman who supports you know, supports my playing and everything that I do. And, uh, you know, she, she thinks this room is just as cool as I do. So, um, Yeah. And
1: she's an outstanding you know. singer, by the way. I saw the, I saw the video on your Facebook
6: page. Oh, you did. Yeah. I keep, you know, I keep trying to get her to do a, uh, to do a vocal, uh, cause I, I want to do a vocal mic shoot out of my video. I, obviously you don't want me, you don't want me testing them out. but, um, <laughs>
4: but, <no. laughs> right.
6: uh, but uh, you know, but I happen to have somebody in, within my household that would be very good for them and uh we're gonna do we're gonna do it one of these days it's just a matter of when i can you know uh talk her into doing it with a camera running in front of her so
1: So what was your other uh favorite moment
6: uh honestly it was probably the 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 episodes you guys had me on because i think that was supposed to be for an hour we went well over yeah we
0: always we always go over Well, that That was a four hour conversation (laughs) and a two hour
6: episode. I remember. Well, yeah, I know. I had, uh, and I went back and listened to it several times and not, not just because I was on it. I listened to it because I really enjoyed it. And you know, we had a blast that night, man. That was a, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun.
1: So I could say that this has been my favorite now only because we've got people, you know, this is the first time, uh, you know, I've, I've, Messaged with John before. Uh, Dan and I and uh, Dave have have definitely had conversations. You and I have talked um, on the yeah. side and on the podcast. I I've been a listener of, of Robert's um podcast or I, well actually YouTube, YouTube channel, channel. Um, for these years. Robert's Guitar know, Dungeon. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even <laughs> know Robert's Guitar Dungeon. I always thought he was in a guitar store, like he was. I did too, a mom and pop <laughs> shop, and I never. <laughs> And then what, When we got him on, I said, "So you know, is this shop?" He goes, "Oh no, that—that's my house. Yeah, this I'm is like,
0: the room, This is my guitar room in my house." And you were like, I'm, what like the
1: fuck? <laughs> "I'm like, fuck you,
0: John." Robert, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was honestly when I because right up before the episode, I was doing a bunch of research. I didn't know much about you as a person, so I'm like, I'm like, well, I got to find out about this guy. And I found out about the charity, and I knew that you were in Indianapolis, and that's about as far mm-hmm. as I got. So I figured you had a guitar store down there. That's like mm-hmm. oh well, he's in Indianapolis. Next time I go down there, I'll have to I'll have to hit it, hit up the store. And then like I find out your house, I'm like fuck. You might be driving around town for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have you be, to do it in your retirement. You could run a store. I mean, you got yeah, all this well, stuff for it. <laughs> well, come on. if if I did have a store,
6: I think I would come up with a little bit different name than Robert's Guitar Dungeon for it. I don't
0: know. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like the cool. dungeon moniker.
6: Oh man, I'll tell you, one thing about being one thing about being a YouTube creator that you gotta put up with and sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes it's a pain in the ass, but uh is you know, the trolls. And yeah. I'll never I'll never forget one time, you know, some guy was, you know, some jack off was you know, was grilling me about I don't even know what he was complaining about. It was something stupid. But you know, he said he says he said something to the effect in his comment you know, and naming your guitar shop, Robert's Guitar Dungeon, and then in parentheses, he says, Jesus, what are you thinking? So, you know, so to me, me, you know, so I replied back, I said, well, one of us is a lot dumber than the other, because I don't own a guitar shop. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I gotta say, I gotta say this though, Robert, my favorite, you know that I've got a lot of your favorite videos of yours. I've commented a lot of them. I do. I do. And, um, my favorite one was the one you did a few weeks ago about the trolls, I, mm. and and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're standing." Of the, the thing you did was you didn't take the oh poor me, uh, you know attitude. You're invi- you basically admitted he was inviting it. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you were like, go ahead, I don't care, because you know people. I can't understand. You know, we've got in your in your thing. We had people fat shaming you. We had people. Um, yeah shaming your, um, your speech impediment, shaming everything about you and you stand above it. I mean, that's the thing that, you know, right there, you know, Thank so. you. Yeah.
6: Thank you. That, and, and, you know, to be clear, I didn't, that, that, I didn't want that video to be about, you know, to be about trolls. I wanted it to be about, you know, more, it took me a long time to get to where I, to get to where I am and to be the person I am today you yeah, know, the day that it posted, my wife came home and she said, Well, that was a fucking tearjerker. And, you know, I looked at yeah. her, I didn't know what she was talking about. You know, I, I, started, her-
1: I was crying.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect her to watch it. You know, she, you know, she didn't give a shit about guitar stuff. So,
1: um,
6: but, you know, I, there's, you know, and we all, we all have these people, you know, we've all run into these people in our lives, you know, somebody that struggles with something, be it their physical appearance or a, um, you know, a physical you know, disability or liability or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And, sure. you know, and then you got these assholes in the world, you know, that just make it that much harder for them. And, you know, the, I want that video was for those people, you know, is that's who I want. I want to, yeah. to see that not, you know, I don't, you know, some, you know, jerk off keyboard
0: warrior. I could care less if they watch. you know, my you know, my favorite video you've done. I did like that one. <laughs> is where you look at the metal muff. <laughs> oh you want to know? Maybe not serve the, for the video, but I love the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, here's a, here's what a,
6: a funny story about that one. I had, uh, there's a, a viewer contacted, um, uh, guy named David Gabe. And, you know, con- you know, watches, watches all my videos, comments on them. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, <coughs> He says, you know, he says, I just looked up the metal mop. It's worth about 50 bucks. I'll give you 60 to ship it if you press something smart ass on it and, uh and silver Sharpie and send it to me, you know, so. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a request I've never had before.
4: <laughs> that's so, new. Yeah. You know,
6: yeah. So, that's you great. know, so it okay, you know, the pedal didn't belong to me. So, you know, I couldn't make the call. So I, you know, I went to the, you know, a bartender coworker and uh, you know, he hates it as much as I do. So, you know, I, I said, Jared, here's what I got with this thing. You know, do you want to sell it? If you do, I got a buyer for it. I'll just middleman it. You don't owe me anything. I'll take care of it. You know, told him you know he wants me to he wants me to sign it for him. So you know, he's like, yeah, dude, I don't care. I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, so you know, so I, I I middleman the transaction for him and I flipped, I, I went and bought a couple silver sharpies and I flipped it over on the back. I said, hey, congratulations. Now your tone really sucks, and I signed it and stuck in a box. Stuck it well. Not only did I stick it in the box and mail it to him, but you know, but I found he's actually local. He lives in Indianapolis, and he didn't, you know, he didn't know I was from here. He, yeah. until he saw, until he saw the return address, and uh, you know, so we ended up meeting up, and you know, uh, I had a couple of other pebbles for sale later on. We actually, and he bought those from me. You know, we met up in person later on, and uh, yeah, you know, really, really nice guy. You know, I was, uh, you know, he shows up wearing one of my t-shirts, and you know, I, I was, you know, I. <laughs> You had that uh, moment. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was stunned. I was speechless. He was, he was a really, really, he's a really, really nice guy. We still communicate on Facebook. And, um, that's, you know, so that's one of the, that's one of the
0: cool experiences Well, that I've had. Yeah. You you guys are all the reason we continue to do this podcast. And I'm not just talking about the people that are here on this call, but I'm talking about the people that are, you know, everybody listening, listening watching, and everything. And like, I get such a rush from going to an event and even just being with other people who have, People coming up to them and just like, look, I really love what you do and like you provide a voice to me, and that that's huge. But the other thing is, I I honestly just like hanging out and talking about guitars. This isn't going to end anytime soon. Like, even if Jim gets pissed off at me and we go on hiatus for a bit, we'll we'll be we'll be talking. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 I've had people I've had people sit in the room while I'm doing the podcast and literally tell me, "Are, "Are you recording that?" no like yeah. we're just talking he's like you should yeah. record that that's good you know like <laughs> i'd listen to that and it's like okay all right yeah. so it, this, this is this uh, is the the recording process and talking about topics is basically effortless it's all the, the the background work that goes on to make this podcast possible is
1: the thing that that um actually and, is the time and record. i know robert knows about that it's the it's the money that goes into the gear. It's the money that goes into money in the
0: weekend. gear, the editing time, the, the promotion. Cause you do have to promote your show. Yep. Um, I, I work about, you know, for my YouTube channel to produce two videos a week that are typically
6: about 10, 15 minutes long. Uh, I, you know, of course I work my full-time job, 40, 50 hours a week <laughs> right. and my YouTube channel requires about another 20. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Easily. That's why we're going to one episode. Because we know that in order to continue to bring you guys quality content and to be able to juggle things like the promotion of the show and all that.
1: Yeah, because we want to start doing video content back. as well. Yeah, and we have to cut back because to be able to do the video stuff, um, it takes a long time. To, like like Robert said, to put 10, 15 minutes of video together means you gotta have an hour to an hour and a half of video. Then you gotta sit there and watch it all. And where am or I gonna about the stuff thoughts?
0: you need? And, yeah. Um, the The reason why we're we're putting so much focus and emphasis on video going forward is because we know we have to reach a larger audience, and in order to do that, we have yeah. to get in front of new people. And the po- the podcast community as a whole is is generally pretty small, especially for niche podcasts like us. Um, we are on the small side of the the guitar podcast realm. We're only a year into this thing, so we understand where we're at. But in order for us to grow. We have to, we're not trying to get the same people that listen to those other podcasts. That's, that's a big part of this. What we do is totally different. And, um, we know that in order to do that, we have to find this audience and build this audience. So one of the things we've done already is we've started publishing all our episodes. The the new episodes are going directly onto YouTube via Podbean so that you can listen to them in the office. Even if you don't have your podcast app, um, we count those listens as part of the show listens. Um, although they're calculated differently. And it's just for the purposes of knowing, you know, how many people are following along the show. We have listeners all over the world now. We have people in the Middle East. We have people in Europe, lots of people in Europe, actually. We yep. have Russia, we have yep, bots, but but maybe not bots in China. Um, we have people in South America. I mean, literally worldwide. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. They may not listen to every single episode, but we can right. see Consistently, there's like two or three listens from here, two or three listens, from here. Um, and it's it's really cool to have that kind of community all over the world. I'd like to see that grow. I want to see the Facebook group grow. I want to see, um, I want to see more like-minded people. And so, to that end, if you have something that you want to talk about on the show, you can reach out to us at questionsatpracticalguitarist.com. We read that, and you can put it in the Facebook group. Or you can message Jim or I directly on Facebook, and we will get back to you, and/or we'll talk about it on the show. And as you guys all know, we've all talked about things that you guys have brought up in the group. Um, we will continue to do that. Uh, I think it's important that we stay focused on what people want to hear from us. So if you guys get bored with listening to gear talk, which I, I, I initially did not want this show to be that, um, but
1: we we talk about um, we do change we- it up. So one of our biggest listens has been shred sucks, which is about shred.
0: That was clickbait as hell. My friend, I love it. I listened to it. Well, the the title,
1: the (laughs) title was clickbait. That's the truth.
0: Yeah. I'm a big shred fan actually. Um, Again, Jim and I have talked about this on the show, this is infotainment. What we say doesn't always reflect our actual opinion, but it's usually pretty close. Um, I would say the places where I've got, I've gone like way off the deep end are probably pretty predictable. I I figure our listeners can probably tell which ones those were, but um, I do feel like we try to keep it as genuine as possible. Jim and I have a style of podcasting as we play devil's advocate. So one person yeah. picks one side of the argument and the other one usually picks the other, whether we want to or not. And then we just yell at each other. It's like what they do on crossfire. You ever watch CNN? Um, so it works because it keeps you from falling asleep and uh, it does present two sides of an argument. And there's in many of these arguments, there's way more than two sides. So we, we do our best to try to represent the extremes. Um, hopefully you guys are all getting something out of this. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I want to thank everybody for showing up tonight and everybody who didn't show up. We will do more of these kinds of events in the future. And Jim is waving and he's got a, Okay. Jazz hands. I wanted to talk about. So- oh, yeah, he's got jazz hands now. I've been wanting to talk about this all podcast. What is with the fucking Pokemon shirt?
1: Oh, well, hold on, hold on. You oh, good god! You god. You what is the on
0: back. the back? This is going to be inappropriate. Don't pull oh, your shirt off. I ah. don't want to see what's under <laughs> there. Turn
1: around.
0: He did that to me one time. We were going to podcast, and he answered the call. He's like, <laughs> "It's like girls going wild." I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. Can you see it?
0: Yeah, he's got a Pokémon gym shirt. Yes, I'm Pokémon Go. I yes, I am Pokémon going. Going
1: Pokémoning. Pokémoning. Yeah. It's it's my shirt that I wear when I walk and I <coughs> I play Pokémon Go. I bought you a practical guitarist shirt what the fuck <laughs> yeah but when you're when you're standing around with a bunch of pokemon nerds not one of them even knows what this means actually. all right you know,
6: speaking of jim's you know background thing the what the top horn on the prs behind you looks a lot more phallic than it should <laughs> it's a strap somebody is oh it's a guitar strap yeah uh, well oh, uh, right yeah, now it's on a
1: strap on there right you now can't you a okay. strap on it's got <laughs> okay. a strap right on now,
6: Right now I got right now I got it on David. There's there's John. I don't know. I am waiting for it to get back to the gym so I can look. Hold
0: at a, hold it. Oh, there's a gallery view. I don't. Oh, know I, see, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Oh, there's a gallery view, Yeah, you. at least in the the PC app. Oh well, you know I'm on the mobile version. So. Hey, yank on that thing really hard. <laughs> can you can you like really like can you like try to do like a be better? Well, <laughs> I, I, I I saw that you know because I saw that thing I was oh, like, oh, I like out.
4: I
1: told like a, I told him I heard him say yank on it real hard. That that sounds like something okay.
0: Jim would, would would listen to from me and, and like take totally the wrong way. Way off in left field. That is very phallic of you, Jim.
1: That's my baby. But, yeah.
0: yeah, I know it. he's like, going to sell to get a silver like sky.
1: And yeah, and, and it's like, do I sell it for a silver sky? Do I keep it?
0: The other day, it was how fast can I sell this thing to get a silver sky? No,
1: yeah, no, just good eye. It was how fast
0: can I? Yeah. Don't Al- I-
1: well, after I started playing it, that's the thing. Somebody else, one of my um one of my other Facebook friends said the same thing. Oh, it was Richie from uh from Blue Oyster Cult. He was saying, Yeah, every time that uh I, I decide I'm gonna sell a guitar, I decide I'm gonna keep it because it plays better every time. And you know, I, I look at these and I go, should I
0: just list them all on reverb and never accept an offer? If yeah. that made him play better.
1: <laughs> no, it just—it it always feels good. You know, John, you—you've you, got yeah. one. It's, yeah, this thing just plays really well. The, the, I'm just going to have to wait and buy a Silver Sky straight out when I, you know, when I do my taxes this this thing. All
0: right, all right. You guys have seen us do this for a lot of episodes, so we're going to end the episode and we're going to do it the traditional way. I have been David. I have been Jim.
3: I have been John. I have been Dan. I have been Robert.
0: And tonight, we we have all been the practical practical guitarists. Fuckers.